rental store rumble time <laughs> and uh two films enter one film leaves which one will make it back to coney island i don't know i am rodney this is josh this is zana and this is harry Mar- uh, paul harry <laughs> uh, i'm sure you guessed at least one of the movies but we are doing two movies about gang violence the warriors versus streets of fire both directed by walter hill and also a, a request from Dustin. So, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> first up, The Warriors from 1979, based on the novel by Sol Uric, which was based on the Greek text Anabasis. I, I can never pronounce that anyway. I'm not, not a... Yeah, you don't, you're not good with Greek? No. The Warriors was Greek mythology. Yeah. When Cyrus, <laughs> the leader of one of the most prominent gangs of New York, calls a giant meeting with all the other gangs for organization against their biggest enemy, the man, he is murdered. The blame is put upon Coney Islander, the, the Coney Islanders, the Warriors, and they must get back to their little piece of turf on foot and without weapons. Starring... Michael Beck from Xanadu, and lots of TV, including Babylon 5. James Remar from... Dexter is Harry Morgan. <laughs> I mix myself up with him. Yeah, just, I just <laughs> let, you, let you do that real quick. Mortal Kombat Annihilation and uh, Tales from the Dark Side. The oh, yes. Dorsey Wright from Hair and the Hotel New Hampshire. And uh, Deborah Van Valkenburg from... Streets of Fire, and Too Close for <laughs> Comfort, and of course, David Patrick Kelly from The Crow, Twin Peaks, and Briefly Wild at Heart. Yes. Yes. So, how familiar are you all with The Warriors? So, I have seen clips, obviously the the bottles thing that bottles. we started with. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen that in some form or another. Yeah. Even, like, they still play it to this day. Like, if you go to the movies at the Megaplex in uh, Orem, where for yep. us, oh, yeah. the nearby one, they do a bunch of classic movie clips, and they usually have that, Warriors! Yeah, and he's yeah, clicking the bottles. Yeah. Um, Despite this movie being somewhat of a failure in the box oh, office and called a trash film for many years until it's... it became a cult Yeah, it's like, it's VHS. persisted this whole time. Yeah. They even made, like, a PS2 game out of it. Yeah. That, that yeah. That's, when that was new, that's when I first heard of the Warriors. Yeah, greatest hits game that even got a ps4 port really yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow anyway <laughs> yes so you've seen clips 
seen clips. I don't think it. I think it's the first time I've ever seen it the whole way through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had seen it as a small child, but I don't think I'd seen it since. Mm. More of Xana's childhood memories. The yeah. Warriors. Every child should be watching The Warriors. Yeah, just like me. Yep. Child, childhood <laughs> classic for this one. So I remembered stuff like, uh, you know, some of the gang violence. I remembered the ki- the, the one guy getting thrown in front of the train. Um, but for some reason, I didn't remember as many of the like crazy gang costumes in the beginning. And so maybe I just had skipped that part or... I don't know, uh, but which is weird because I'm the exact opposite. I had like forgotten what happens to Fox, but I can definitely remember the craziness of the gang <laughs> costumes. Yeah, so I've seen this movie um, twice, a, ri- a ridiculous no. amount of times. I've seen it more than twice. I Maybe seen that movie twice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I told Josh this story, but just just so people know, I saw this when I was about eight ish. Now and uh, it was it was on TV. It was on a movie channel, not like a edited TV channel. So oh, okay, and I was watching it. You know, I was like, "Whoa, what is going on? This is so crazy!" Like I just had no clue. And then Cyrus gets shot, and everyone's going nuts. And then like the warriors escape to like the cemetery, and then my mother comes in, and she's like, "Hey, uh, it's it's time for dinner right now." And I'm like, "But um." But this thing just happened. And like, <laughs> she's like, I don't care. You have to go eat dinner. And Come I'm on, like, Rodney, fine. you got to have your peace. And he said, I don't want any damn vegetables. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, uh, just just real quick. I was a very sick and like, oh, yeah, yeah. like sickly weird child. So I did have requirements to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so basically, I just like ran in the other room, ate as fast as I humanly could. Just, 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 just to get back. Got to, to, down. Go to see Warriors. Yeah. And then I ran <laughs> back into the other room to watch the Warriors. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't miss a whole lot, but I did miss the Nowhere to Run segment when I uh, first saw it. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a second. So, yes, childhood classic. I've seen it many times <laughs> as a child, as an adult. There's a, there's a board game of it over there. I know. I haven't oh. played it yet. But Before there, you guys showed yeah. up there... Uh... There was the game on the TV. Yeah, it's just <laughs> playing the game, oh, waiting right. for people. <laughs> so, yeah, big fan of the Warriors. Clearly, so, so, uh, yeah, good movie. There's an opening here. Uh, should we talk about the different cuts of the movie? Because I, I thought I have no idea. So I this is all you. I suddenly decided to mention this. Um, there are three cuts of this movie. Okay. (laughs) The one we just watched, which is the theatrical cut, and uh, by far the best of the three. And then there is a television cut, which actually is kind of interesting because it's got several extra minutes like that happened before the beginning with Cleon and his girlfriend and discussing some stuff. Hmm. Just interesting stuff like that. Planet Zeiss cut. The TV one's longer? (laughs) Yeah. That's odd. Well, that's the way. Sometimes they would do that. They would add in extra scenes that were deleted to like make it fit the whatever time block they made on TV at the time. Yeah, basically. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's just one of those things. Plus, they cut out some violence and they kind of like balanced it a little bit with that. I don't know. It's it's complicated. Okay, I guess that makes more sense. I I feel like they would usually cut it down to fit into the block and you know remove violence. Just add more commercials. Yeah, yeah. But they added some to the Warriors TV cut, and then there's the. Notorious director's cut. <laughs> what makes it notorious? 
Well, sometime in the mid 2000s ish, Walter Hill was like, I always wanted it to be like a comic book and have like a narration and have these weird cutscenes where it, there were comics that we like panned to while narration was happening. Hmm. And so he did that. So and, he, that just uh, seems weird. It's like the only version you can get now. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, it sounds like he tried to work in Tales from the Black Freighter. <laughs> yeah, it's like not unlike that. I think it was because comic book movies were getting pretty hot. Mm. Uh, it, it wasn't around. It was before Watchmen, but after 300, if that makes sense. Oh, really? That okay. recently? Yeah. Okay. And he's like, oh, man, let's do this. And everyone's just like, just give us the theatrical cut. Like, what the hell? And I recently, somewhat recently, there was a theatrical cut release on 4K Blu-ray in the UK, only limited to 2,000 copies. God, so weird. There, there you go. If you want to pay seventy dollars for the 4K Blu-ray and then also the importing importing it, yeah, price, yeah, another thirty dollars to <laughs> so, import it. So, with the exception of the UK listeners, yeah, yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy the blu-ray for for us we watched a dvd <laughs> anyway so this movie opens up with a cyrus he's he sends an emissary to these uh mysterious people the warriors yep yeah you get some fun overhead shots of coney island oh yes the wonder wheel actually the wonder wheel oh that is my my first note is wonder wheel yep <laughs> i suppose i should have mentioned that <laughs> but Cleon is uh, talking to his eight other delegates that he chooses, the greatest and best of the warriors. we got to go in here to have a meeting with Cyrus about all this stuff. And there's like a... There's a truce a, a going truce. on while Cyrus does his thing. No weapons, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. You see like weird cuts of... Them saying, like, what's going to happen? I don't know. Rembrandt's like, I hear Cyrus is really cool, basically. He's the man. Yeah. And uh, you also see Harry Morgan. Yep, that's my next note. Harry Morgan. Yeah, known as Ajax. Yep. <laughs> Ajax. Uh, he He's saying, hey, maybe we'll, uh, maybe out of this trip, we'll get to meet some strange wool. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because that's all he can think about. Yep. So do you guys know all the warriors' names? Even though you, you, no. you just watched the movie. Harry Morgan. Yeah, that's that's Ajax. Uh, other guy. Swan. Yeah. Phantom <laughs> of the Paradise. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, there was Cochise. Cochise. Right? Yeah. Uh, who was... Dang it. The, the guy that was actually wary later... With the Liz Lizzie's. Rembrandt. Rembrandt. <laughs> yep. Rembrandt's vermin. He's the, he's the comic relief guy. He's the guy that talks about how he has a bigger dick than other people. Yeah. Of him, you have cowboy. cowboy. He wears a cowboy hat. Oh. Yep. Fox. Fox. Signature thing. Hmm. Like Gray Fox. Yeah. From Zanzibar Land. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. No, I don't know the warrior's name. And Cleon, of course, the leader of the group. Uh, yeah. Did I list everyone? 
I don't know. Did you? <laughs> I think so. I, I think so. Anyway, so they they go to the meeting, and you are immediately we assaulted get a, a with a bunch math. of uh, costume. Oh, yes. Displays for various gangs of New York. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, Wasn't there a movie the called Gangs Leotards? of New York? There is a movie called Is gangs. it about this? No. Everyone with their different <laughs> costumes. It's not as entertaining. Have you not seen Gangs of no, New York? No, I have not. I just know there's a movie called that. But it's not like a costume contest with the different gangs, right? Well, there is a lot of ridiculously costumed gangs in it. So <laughs> I guess in that way, it's like this. All right, then. So, <laughs> so remake of The Warriors, Gangs of New York. Yeah. And. I know my first note for the the weird people is the the saints are apparently the first people because they have purple. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are the purple and, leotard guys, right? They, no, purple vests. They were somebody purple else vests. was purple leotards. Yeah, and you got the hurricanes, which are like the I don't know Cuban dudes. Yep, you yeah. got the hi hats. Oh yeah, the the, the, the mime looking guys. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You have my note is the monks because it's. The only Asian gang we see, but yeah. they're dressed like Tibetan Buddhist, Buddhist monks. Oh, okay. I was just imagining a bunch of people dressed up like Adrian Monk, a bunch of Tony Shaloubs <laughs> walking around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Cyrus is uh, gathering these people up. 900 people, if you do the math. Yep. Nine delegates. From 100 different gangs. So he's, he's going to give you some hardcore math. He asks first, can you count? Suckers, <laughs> I say the future is ours if you can count. And he explains that, uh, you know, he's gotten all these people together. Pretty crazy. You know, you got the, the moon runners right next to the Van Cortland Rangers. Yep. Stuff like that. Nobody's wasting nobody. That is a miracle. Yep. And it should all be miracles. Yep. Miracles is the way things ought to be. <laughs> Yep. I really could just quote this movie from start to I finish. would believe that. If you can dig it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I can dig can it. Can you dig it? Yeah. He, <laughs> he explains that there are 60,000 soldiers after doing some math. And yeah, I was trying nine, to write down his math. It's like some of it, but... It's like nine delegates from a hundred different gangs. Each of those is... I can't remember exactly how many. Yeah, but it comes to 20,000 hardcore members, another 40,000. Another, yeah, another 20,000 with the low-level gangs. Yeah. And then another 20,000 of guys who aren't in gangs, but they're ready to fight. Yeah. Mm. Unorganized, but willing to fight. Mm-hmm. Can that, There are not, there are only 20,000 20, cops in this co- whole town. Can you dig it? Yeah, it's good stuff. So then you see the police come. Yep. Yeah, they're like creeping up. You see the police cars like rolling in. And nobody they're rolling in. Lights off. He explains that uh, all these gangs are, you know, fighting over 10 feet of turf. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. I say it's all our turf. Yep. Basically. Their plan is basically everyone... Teams up and then just burrow by burrow, they take over everything that's not theirs. Yep. And then they start extorting the police and, you know, the mob and everyone else, too. Yep. And they'll run everything. If nothing moves without their say-so. But little does he know, Jerry Horn is watching. 
Yep. <laughs> As in Luther, because his character's name is Luther. Because one of the gangs has gone rogue. Yeah, they have gone rogue. <laughs> so Look much at- so that they just call themselves the rogues, which is not stealthy at all. <laughs> but, you know. And he he has a gun. He's smuggled a gun into this uh, truce place. Well, to be fair, he hasn't because we get that scene of everyone in his gun or in his gang passing the gun to him. Yep. And uh, yeah, he he shoots Cyrus. Yep. Which immediately causes a panic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone running, screaming. But there's one lone warrior that watches that he was the one that shot. Yep. Yep. He goes to shoot him, but then is blinded by the police lights. Yep. And then he, uh, he explains, he exclaims loudly so that the Gramercy Riffs, who are the people that Cyrus comes from, he's like, it's the one. He shot Cyrus. (laughs) The warriors did it. (laughs) Man, I I love David Patrick Kelly. I just... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, Cleon is there, like, trying to help them with... With Cyrus. With Cyrus, and uh, unfortunately, that does not not turn out well for him. Yeah. So, so the rest of the warriors, they escape to, uh, you know... Yep, they they escape to a graveyard after punching through a wall. Yep. Because that's why you bring Ajax, because he just punches through things. Yep, that's true. He's good at punching. I know Rodney was talking about the absolute chaos of this scene, which would be very chaotic to try to film. Walter Hill's like, you go this way, you go this way to like everybody there. Just like telling them to go all different ways so that they would chaotically just run every direction. It's pretty crazy. But there's people say, now I don't know how true this necessarily is, but they say that some of the people there are actually gang members in the costumes that were hired specifically to protect them from another gang in the area. <laughs> I mean, you never know. So like the mean, actors were yeah, gang members. Oh. Some of them. Uh, this movie was filmed entirely on the streets of New York and entirely at night other than the like opening sequence. Mm. So that's a good point. It was extremely dangerous in some places. <laughs> I could definitely believe that. So Josh can dig it. I can dig it. I, yeah, me too. <laughs> so they're discussing the fact that they don't know what's going on. Cleon is missing. Uh, they don't know about the truce now. That's a big thing they're going to have to worry yeah, is, about. Is the truce a song? No one knows. Yeah, and... Coney Island that's somewhere between 50 and 100 miles away from where they are now and they have no weapons nope but if they can get to the train they can make it yep this is Swan's plan blonde guy yep and he you know gets argued with yeah Ajax thinks he should be in charge yep (laughs) he should be war chief yeah that's right and uh they're like, hey, let's stop arguing about this. Like, hey, we really maybe don't everyone right trying to kill us now is not the good time for uh, for a dick measuring contest. Yep. And then uh, they they Rembrandt tags a grave a grave site. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm impressed with how many moans came from this this side of the room watching it. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we have to get back carefully. Better tag that grave, though. He, he's specifically well, told to. Yeah. yeah, he's told. Make sure that they know the warriors were there. That's true. People gotta know. So we we see the Rifts, who are like a large conglomeration of Black Belt Joneses. Yep. <laughs> and... It's a good thing we got the name here, because otherwise I would have just been calling them the Black Belt Jones clan. Yep. But they, you know, the guy in sunglasses. Who? Yeah. Who are the warriors? Yeah. <laughs> There's some people out of Coney Island, basically. It's like, I want all the warriors alive, if not wasted. Yeah. And so he calls out a hit on, on the warriors, and then you get... Some some bopper stuff going yep. on. You get Paul's favorite Paul's reveal favorite of the movie. Yep. The movie. <laughs> Not Harry Morgan. Who are you guys talking about? I'm looking you know. at my notes. Bop our way back. We're in the world. Oh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Yep. Not Carmen San Diego, but the announcer the from Carmen yeah. San Diego. <laughs> the chief. Yes. <laughs> the, all right, gumshoes. Yep. Here's the status of Carmen. Sa I mean, the Warriors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> she's very cool and i like these shots of her just like this close-up of her mouth and the mic it's really well done yeah, oh, yeah it's one of the more interesting things in the movie this weird dj that knows what's going on with all the gangs yeah very reminiscent of vanishing point to yeah. me <laughs> very reminiscent of Blue yeah Heart it is for me. it actually is very reminiscent <laughs> of vanishing point good good point josh <laughs> so, i don't even know what that is i really didn't think about that but i know blue heart Yep, Blue Reminds Heart. Reminds me of, uh, is that Zombie 3? Yeah, Zombie yeah. 3. But Mr. Rogue keeps calling somebody, so could be calling the, the gang DJ. Maybe. Yeah, I, I had know. a question. I'm like, is this like a real like broadcast going on, or is this like a fourth wall breaking thing? It's supposed to be a real broadcast. It really is? Okay. I imagine that so it's Heart. kind of like the gang. Blue Heart sister. The gangs of New York's private radio station thing. Well, it could be part of the riffs. Thing. That is true. Yeah, that's what some people assume. It's like a riffs thing. Because they're the ones that call the hit on yeah. them. And so, you know, they've got any tips possible. So other gangs are probably filling them in. Yep. And then they broadcast it out to make things even more dangerous for the warriors. Yep. So they, uh, she informs all the gangs of New York. We're just going to keep rolling with that reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're... Like, it's the yeah. gangs of New York in this movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. We're we're going to keep in... Okay. Keep, keep going. So, she informs them that the warriors are uh, are wanted, are wanted men. And, and as for the warriors, she has a song for them. Yep. Here's a hit with them in mind. And then you got this Nowhere to Run song, which is so awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I love this song so much. Like, every time it comes up. I even find myself just, like, singing this song randomly throughout my <laughs> life. It's just so good. I I love this scene. Everybody's, like, preparing to murder the warriors. Oh, yeah, we get the gangs prepping everything. Yeah, the baseball furies grabbing their mm. bats. They have an in... A dugout. I... <laughs> when you first see one, it's like, oh, jaundice baseball. Okay. That's this yeah. gang. That's yeah. what the that's what Xana went with was jaundice baseball because the first guy's the yellow guy. Yeah. 
Yep. Paul went with Battlefield Baseball. Oh, yeah. Lord Flux crew. crew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think they're so memorable. Oh, like, absolutely. We have a friend that went it as a Baseball Fury for Halloween once. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> just, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I think I was the only person that, that like, they got it. Yeah. That's, that's so really weird. funny. Most people would probably assume, like, Baseball Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I yeah. assume. And then... Uh, I just want to mention here, because this whole thing is disturbingly like John Wick, but John <laughs> Wick Chapter 4 did this this year. They did exactly this scene. It was insane. I went to the theater with my okay. wife, and we were and we were sitting there watching the movie for uh, about two hours at that point, and... <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the warriors happen, and both of us are like, what the hell? <laughs> it was so good. Oh, that's crazy. I need to watch that one. Yeah, I felt like cheering. It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> anyway. Is it an intentional reference, or is it just oh, similar? Yes. Okay. It's straight up a remake of this scene, with oh, the okay. same song, everything. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's a remake of the song, but it was very obvious. Yeah. And I was like, yep, they're doing this because of the Warriors. <laughs> anyway, so she also signs off with Adios. Yep. So she Xana, yeah. we've apparently programmed too well because she immediately said. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Yep. Yeah. Now, anytime I hear anyone say Adios, I have to reply. Respond with Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. She forgot two of them, so I know. So we we get to them running from hiding, well, and then they're running. waiting for the train. Yeah, they can see the train station, but it's a ways away, and the train itself isn't there yet. Yeah, that's true. But there's people about. Yep, there's a bus load of Turnbull ACs. That's right. Turnbull ACs. This is the one of the names I love the most. I, I just love that name. It's so good. They're they're also a very confusing gang because I'm not sure entirely what their theme is supposed to be. Denim vests. They like yeah, it's denim vests, <laughs> but they ride no. a school bus. No hair. Um, oh yeah, okay. They're, they're, they're road warriors. <laughs> you got to be bald to be in the Turnbull ACs. I guess so. But then you know they. They attack. They decide and... to make a break for it. Yeah. And to be fair, this would make the Turnbull seeds very terrifying since they're in a bus. Yeah, they got all these chains and all that stuff. Yeah. They, they feel very akin to uh, the war boys in Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could definitely see that. Hanging out of the bus. It's pretty awesome. I guess, yeah. I guess that actually <laughs> makes a lot more sense, too, because there's like two of them hanging on the yeah. roof and everything. Yeah, it's good stuff. But, but the warriors live through this although ajax does have to turn around and flip them off yeah <laughs> i love that for and, some reason and dodge the two by four that one of them tries to hit him yeah. with well the only reason they were able to escape is because the bus driver wanted to be menacing and that they definitely could have cranked it and ran them down yeah yep. that that's not the way you take them down that's cheating yeah so then we get back to uh Jerry Horn, young Jerry Horn, <laughs> as Luther in The Rogues. Yep. He's calling someone on a phone, checking in with them. Well, his gang steals snacks from a convenience store. Yep. The Rogues are just, you know, just going stuff. rogue. Yep. 
That or they're just doing what comes naturally to rogues and stealing. Yeah, and they explain, oh, yeah, these guys, the warriors, they, they deserve what they get. All this stuff. It's like, oh, my gosh. But they do steal all that stuff because the girl's like, hey, hey what, uh, what about the money you oh, owe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, for what? And he, like, throws stuff at her and leaves. Oh, this guy's a menace. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, I was honestly surprised they didn't do anything to her. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Pretty scary. But so they uh, they apparently set the the train on fire to stop the, the warriors from being able to just ride home. Oh, yeah, because the, the rifts get word that the Turnbull ACs didn't... They failed. Yep, they failed. And so they have to get off. And they, they got to go by foot through another small gang's territory. Yep. The, the, the saddest gang of all. <laughs> the littlest gang the that orphans. could. <laughs> yep. yep. The okay. orphans. The little orphan annies. Yeah. They all have their decoder rings. They all drank enough Ovaltine. Yep. They're drinking <laughs> their Ovaltine. <laughs> I, I actually do like their kind of assessment thing while they're looking at them. It's like, well... Okay, how strong are these guys? Uh, like 30 people max. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. Like, Yeah, yeah but, but 30 is a lot more than 8. Yeah. Well, only if they're tough, which they're, they're yeah. not. If they're not wimps. <laughs> yeah, Ajax. <laughs> uh, but they talk to these guys and, and their leader guy seems to be all butthurt that they weren't invited to the, he, the he gang definitely meeting. Yeah, kind he, of didn't, he didn't hear about the gang meeting. <laughs> Well, the, you know, these guys, they're, they're sad guys. They've lived a hard life. There's no turkey a la king for the orphans. Nope. <laughs> they couldn't afford leather jackets. They yeah. just painted orphan on the back of their gray shirts. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. But yeah, he's pissed I, off. I love the bullshit excuse he gives that he apparently, that the warriors give that he apparently eats. Because <laughs> it's like, why weren't the orphans invited? Like, uh, I don't know. They, they must not have. Uh, they must have thought you were too dangerous of dudes. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> he's just so desperate to yeah. be a gang member. Yeah, I we guess. got a heavy rep. But <laughs> look at this. Like he calls the guy up to hand them the one newspaper clipping about them. Yeah, yep. they have that with them all the time. Yeah. See, they write about funny our. If it was like in a pink scrapbook or something. <laughs> <laughs> they write about our heists. When they first st started seeing the orphans, I didn't know what they were talking about at first. I, I thought that the orphans were just like a nickname, <laughs> not a gang, but like for wannabe gang members, like or oh. people that had been kicked out of a gang and they've kind of congregated together. So they're yeah. like, well, I mean, lost. it could have been that, but I mean, they are still a gang. <laughs> so please adopt us into your gang. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Orphan, we're gangless, please. Yeah, that. Yeah, we can't be the gangless. Let's call ourselves orphans. <laughs> yeah, the Muppet Babies were a bunch of orphans. <laughs> they were. Yeah, that's true. Piggy eventually got into a gang. But... You see what you get, warriors. You see what you get when you mess with the Muppet Babies. <laughs> see what happens when you feed a stoner scrambled eggs. So, <laughs> who would be I... yelling that out of the Muppet Babies? I don't know. Gonzo? Is he Dan Connor? Oh, yeah. Gonzo, Gonzo would be the... <laughs> yeah, he probably would be. <laughs> he would be... It's the most feisty one. Or, I guess... No, Animal's too stupid. I don't Maybe know. Maybe Miss Piggy. 
<laughs> Piggy, okay, Piggy's Dan Connor. What is what is Dan Connor's name in the Big Lebowski? <laughs> I don't know, Dan Connor. People are never going He's to John follow Goodman. this. I know. Yeah, John no, I Goodman honestly don't remember Big the Lebowski. character name. Check out the uh, edited Big Lebowski clip. Just yeah, apparently just, I need to see that because it sounds kind of yeah. funny. It is just, one of those that censoring it makes it way more hilarious than it has yeah. any right. It enters to be. Mr. Falcon territory. Yeah. Oh, it's it's that. Just go YouTube that. Like look up when you find a stranger in the Alps. That will <laughs> that will bring it up. So anyway, <laughs> to what's actually going on? So there's a chicken woman. Well, yeah, because the the orphan leader is, I guess, as far as compared to the warrior and other gangs, he is kind of non-confrontational if he doesn't have to be. Yeah. He's like, yeah, as long as you guys come in peace, you can go through. But they tell him they have to take off their colors. Oh, yeah. Well, that they do after after Mercy makes fun of them by making chicken noises and says, oh, yeah, you're just going to let them walk. You're going to let anyone walk through your territory soon. Yep. I thought that she was like the gang leader's little sister or something <laughs> with the way she was talking to him. Yeah. I know, I did too. I like this. You know what this you know what that is? Yeah, trouble. Yep. So <laughs> Mercy so She manages to bait the orphans leader into saying, Okay, well, I'll let you pass, but you have to take off your colors. Which you can pass as civilians, mm-hmm. but not as soldiers. It yep. is sound advice, honestly. Like they probably could have uh, not gotten in so much trouble, but no, they're they're warriors. Yeah, but they they can't be walking through the orphan streets with their colors on. That's messed up. Swan is unable to no give I, up his, his. I cannot remove colors. this vest. I had it stitched into me. Yeah, it's like fuck you. That's it. Like okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, we also didn't mention that Mercy asks for one one of their vests. Yeah, like, which is when I think uh, I think she asks, and that's what gives him the idea. Gives to him tell the him. idea. Yeah, that's true. And then I guess a little while later they get into a fight or get chased or yeah. something. Yeah, they yeah they start so, heading through the territory. Yeah, Mercy, Mercy follows, follows them for some reason. So yeah, I was confused why she was going with them. They're well, they look like they're going to start some real gang violence, she's, which she's apparently way into. Yeah, trying to live her life in a way that's exciting and interesting. She sees what's around the corner. And the yep. orphans just aren't interesting. She thought that she was hanging out with a real gang, and <laughs> she was not. Yeah, the warriors are a real gang. I mean, look at them. They paid money for vests. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Look at them. Vests <laughs> with their names on it and their yeah. shirtless and everything. Like yeah, Instead of yeah, like yeah. beige t-shirts with a stencil that says the orphans on the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's funny stuff. <laughs> so, anyway. So, she starts following them. They sneak attack her. Yep. They, An extra 2d6. No, I don't yeah, know. yeah. They they make fun of her and say some not-so-nice things about they, her. Yeah, they make the comment about running a train. Then we had to explain oh, yeah. to Paul what that meant. Well, I thought it... I was like, is this what this means? You're like, yep. Yep, yep sure is. Well, because they said it like so casually. I'm like, did they mean this? Yep. Yep. 
That's the sort of things we talk about on Rental Store Rumble, I guess. Exactly. I mean, it was the movie brought it up. We didn't yeah. bring it up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't blame us. Blame the movie. Yeah, blame Dustin. Yeah, Dustin. Dang it, Dustin. Always oh, running trains on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that made us watch this. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if Dustin... Okay, I'll, I'll go with it. Whatever. So, man, Dustin. Man. Come to the store. Pull a train on people. Can't believe you. Uh, look what you did, Dustin. Uh, I wonder if I'll leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny for Dustin if you do. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. So. Or we're gonna get an angry phone call. What the hell? <laughs> it's okay, then. So I don't think Dustin actually did that. No. Or we'll say he no. didn't for the purposes of the punk. <laughs> we cannot. We can neither prove nor disprove. Oh, you're making it worse. <laughs> so we got a cover for him. So the. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Good work. Good work. So anyway, the warriors uh they they blow up a car because the orphans come up on them. It's like You see what you get, warriors? You see what you get when you mess with the orphans. Uh, I, I really liked this part. Just like almost like snap his fingers and he pulls out the uh, the Molotov cocktail rips off some of her dress and just like, what are you going to do? Throws it. And they're like, holy shit, they burned something. Run. Yeah. Well, I think mostly it's when the car explodes that they. Well, they were like, shocked okay, never before it exploded. Yeah. yeah. These people are capable of arson. We better get out of here. <laughs> but yes, it blows up a car. And they run onto the subway platform. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm surprised that they didn't stop to tag something right here to show that they caused well, this damage. We, we didn't get the Rembrandt cut where you can see all the places that he had yeah, mm. the Rembrandt cut. Release the Rembrandt cut. It just follows him as he tags a bunch of random stuff while the rest of the movie goes on around him. Well, there have been a there was earlier, you know, when they're like, we got to get out, get out of here. Rembrandt, tag that. Tag that first. Though. <laughs> they're pretty lucky that their logo is just a red W. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you need a fast logo. It's true. So they end up in the train car thing, and Mercy follows them. Yep. Yep. So they are like, "What? What? What are you doing here?" Basically, yeah. And she basically just too. shrugs, like, mm-hmm. "Seems like fun." So they they're on the train, and they travel a ways and they get get off the train because they need to switch yep and but the, uh, the other train is just taking too gosh dang long yep gosh darn it exactly gee willikers it sure is taking <laughs> a long time what intarnation is happening so then but some ominous footprint or footsteps begin echoing on the subway platform and it's a bunch of cops. Yep, it's the police. It's the five O. That's right. One of the largest kings in all of New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> Twenty thousand strong at least. That's what we heard. Yeah. Sounds like some Urukai shit going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they are essentially the Urukai of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, anyway, there's giant police chase. It's good stuff. Yep. Big police chase. They did establish earlier if they get separated to just rendezvous at 
the Union Square, or Union Avenue. I think it's Union Square. Yeah, they kept talking about Union Square. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know so, how all this works. So I three mean, of them escape one way. Some of them escape another. One of them doesn't escape at all, though. Fox. Yep. The cause... guy from the thing. Yep. Because <laughs> you know, instead of escaping, he he got fired. And someone put a fox wig on and got thrown into a subway train. And yep. Run over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Is it actually what happened? Or yeah, he okay. was basically he was being a dick on set, and he will admit that he's like, oh. yeah, I was like, I was way out of line. So there's like, we're just gonna kill off your character because yeah. you suck. He was supposed to be the main character of the movie before that. Oh, so ooh, yep. <laughs> Yeah, but his character gets in a fight with a cop, and the cop kicks him onto the rails as <laughs> yep. a train is coming. Yeah, like some kind of Def Jam fight for New York. That thing. is exactly what I thought, and I have killed Danny Trejo that way, apparently. Yeah, poor Danny Trejo, always getting run over. <laughs> getting by run over subways. by trains. <laughs> but like with all the times that they've been running around in the subway and uh, Swan, you know, just like going through the tunnels and stuff. At least that. I know it wasn't part of the original plan, but that shot kind of shows how much danger they're in, not yeah. just from the gangs, but just other yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was it was actually it helps the movie a lot to have one of the char- another character like killed. Yeah. Then you're like, wait a second. Wait, the stakes are going up now. Yeah, this is real now. Because you're kind of wondering at this point, are, are they gang members just going to keep getting picked off? Yeah. It's... Well, especially because the only thing at this point was... Uh... They just know Cleon isn't there. Yeah. But they don't know what status he is at. Yeah, because the only one who knows is the woman. Yeah. yeah. When they first started this movie, uh, Vermin was supposed to die in the Lizzie's segment. Oh. But apparently they just liked him, so they kept him alive. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would have been a lot more dramatic if they would have kept losing people. Yeah. 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 yeah they probably should have lost Vermin there. It would have been interesting, because he doesn't do a whole hell of a lot after that. He just... Yeah. <laughs> but, it just it depends you know. like I can see either way. Like there's something satisfying about them pulling together to survive, but it would have made sense for to lose somebody in that scene because it just kind of seems unbelievable that, that they all got out. That yeah. No one, yeah. yeah. Or well, at the we'll, very least that no one was shot. Yeah, we'll get to what's funny about that scene later, but <laughs> now So so the people that are not accosted by the police go upstairs and they get to meet probably one of the most iconic gangs face to face. Yep. The Baseball Furies. The Baseball Furies are some interesting stuff. Yep. They start chasing. Yep. We get a a fun foot chase scene, which... Yeah. Apparently the Baseball Furies are not quite as fast as I was expecting for a... Baseball A sports-themed gang, but... Well, you know. That or the Warriors are just faster than... Natural-born sprinters. Yep, just like dwarves. They're dangerous at a short <laughs> short distance. distances. Yeah, yeah, that is how baseball works. After all, true. Yeah. So we baseball players are natural sprinters. Yeah, that's why there's so much time in between anything happening. They need exactly. to rest between each sprint. Yes. So, anyway, the baseball furies—they are uh, chasing people. I believe it's Ajax and. Is it Cowboy? I don't think it's Cowboy. It's, uh... Man, it's it's tough 
I might be Cochise. No, I think it is Cochise. Yeah. And he's like, can you, you know, he's getting tired. He's like, can you keep up? It's like, no. It's like, good. Uh, I was sick sick of running from these whims. (laughs) That's one of my favorite parts of like the whole movie. And he's like, finally. So because behind (laughs) them, uh, Swan and that's uh, Swan and one of the other ones. (laughs) Yeah, might have been Cowboy. Yeah. Swan and Cowboy have, like, broken off because they, they picked off the lone baseball fury. Yep. Broke his ribs and all that. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> no, no, that's in the, that's in the big book. Yeah, I guess that's true. Which it's slightly is later, technically but... what happens now, so... Yeah, so that they're fighting. Good stuff. I do love the, the lead baseball fury who's brandishing his bat as some sort of samurai he like flings it out to the side of him and like you know does this weird pose with it and stuff yeah what a bizarre version of new york this is i know so do you think it would have been intimidating for them if one guy had a baseball bat and then he pulls another one up next to his hand so it's like a double sided (laughs) lightsaber puts two baseball bats together starts swinging them around (laughs) and then just starts playing double face because a double bladed (laughs) <laughs> baseball bat is essentially an oddly shaped staff right yeah, yes. like the idea they're not even like connected he just holds them together so you wouldn't be able to use it very well i don't think that would work very well but the soundtrack but he's, he's is no equally for... awesome <laughs> he's no match for ajax though yeah ajax is crazy he obi-wan kenobi's him and cuts the guy in half yeah. I mean, yes. Well, not him, but uh, Swan makes a pretty good go of it by, in real life, breaking the breaking poor actor's yeah. rig. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. So they take out all these guys using the force. Ajax using just the says, force. "Yeah, I thought they were wimps." Yeah, everyone's a wimp when you're Ajax. That's right. Oh, you know, this is Snow, actually. It's not Cochise. Oh, it is Snow? Because Cochise is with Vermin and Rembrandt. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, (laughs) it's hard to keep track of where everyone is all the time. I was failing at my party split count. Yep, you didn't study that Joe Bob map well enough. That's Mm -hmm. true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, that was like, 1999 or something so um it's like 20 years after this movie (laughs) yeah so anyway so i do let we get our our next voiceover by the carmen boss (laughs) oh yeah that's forming us that uh sports sports update (laughs) the furies have dropped the ball yep so there you go the the baseball furies failed Mm-hmm. So she's letting people know that the Warriors are still out there. And um, they're at second base, but mm-hmm. can they make it all the way home? Yep. Odds are against them. Yes. And then Cochise, Rembrandt, and Vermin are waiting around. And they, they actually see got ladies. to. <laughs> yeah, they actually got to Union Square, but there's ladies. Yep. And these are got Bronx ladies. Yes. And Rembrandt's like, hey, we don't have time for this. Yeah, again, Rembrandt, the only smart one in this trio. Yep. 
It's like, uh, not, not the time, guys. Yep. And they're like, time is all we got. Let's go follow these girls. And then you get to the other scene where Swan, Cowboy, Ajax, and Snow are... There we go. I'm back yes. on track. Okay. <laughs> they, They're walking through the park. They yes. pass a random lady sitting on a park bench. So Ajax oh. decides, I'm going to do this. Hey, yeah. uh, we, we got some time. There's it's a woman like, here. Let me... We're not. We're just gonna go by and not assault her. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's basically. kind of the implication because he's just. I mean, because yeah, she's like, dude, doesn't she know parks are unsafe after dark? Yeah, I'm teaching her a valuable lesson. I don't know what yeah. his thought is. Because the other guy's like, dude, not now. Yeah, we... well, and everyone's like, come on, man, we don't got time for this. Like, we literally like knocked out a bunch of baseball furies that will probably be following. Yeah, and then he says some offensive stuff and goes to assault the woman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then the others just leave. It's like, ugh, dumbass. So then the girl, uh, th- this this woman here, she is talking to him. She invites him to sit down. Yeah. Yep. She's like, wow, look at all those muscles. I bet the girls like all those muscles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, he starts doing that. The other three are getting up to a place to get back onto street level. Yes. Like, come on. We, Cowboy we gotta, and Snow go back to check yeah, on like, Come them. on, we, we gotta help. Feeling bad and, you know, start becoming aware of the red flags. Yeah. And Swan's like, well, I'm just going to keep going. So yep. I'll meet you at Union, I guess. They go back and... Uh, after a bit more talking, Ajax decides to, uh, you know, he's going to get some one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, don't be rough. You're going to get it. Like, like oh, you know, you'll get it. All right. <laughs> I like it rough. That's what he says. <laughs> so I guess he's just assuming that she's a prostitute then. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't think he cares. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. He's. So he's assaulting her, and she... She handcuffs him to the bench. Yeah. Takes him way too long to realize what's happening. Finally. Yeah. (laughs) He's He's like, come on, let me out. But she starts blowing the whistle to get the cops there. And so she's trying to, like, drag the bench. Come on, come on, don't mess with me. Yeah. Yeah. He's telling him he's under arrest and everything, and it seems like he still doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, he's going after her pretty hard, and... The police come. They power slide towards him. They didn't need to. They just wanted oh, to yeah, show they off. Thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you know he's he's arrested. Yep. They they hit him in the gut with the billy club, and you know he spits up some mouth blood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Calls him wimps. Yep. And now he's been taken out of the game. Yep. yep. He's, and he's his friends watch off. him get arrested. Yep. That's that's his uh, biggest run-in with the police. So. Yes, indeed. Then we, you know, we got this sequence where Swan meets up with Mercy, who's apparently been following him and also stole a jacket. Yep, because <laughs> the police are looking for a girl in a pink top. Yep, and he, she informs him that... The cops got Fox. That's all she says about it. Yeah. 
Doesn't say how, just that they got him. Well, to be fair, she did run, uh, just like he told her to. So I don't think she actually Uh, saw him fall into the train pit. That's fair. And they're, they're talking angrily at each other. Yep. But she's like, I'll show you the way to the platform. And he's like, okay. Whatever. Then police happen. Yep, the police are waiting at this train stop, too. Yep. So Swan hit, throws his baseball bat. And gets him right in the shins. Oh, yeah. This looks like that A cop's natural weak point. Probably got really hurt right there. Maybe. It's pretty crazy, this scene. It depends. I'd have to rewatch it. I'm sure the guy knew, like, how to take it and make it look like he got hit Yeah, I think way harder. little shin guards or something. Maybe, or did they just make a point to slow down the spots where people actually get injured because it's the most convincing, because they actually got injured. Yeah. So they slowed down with the, the ribs hit before, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Too good not to use. Then we cut back to the Lizzie's. So we learned that this organization of women are called the Lizzie's. Yep. And, and they, they take everyone up to their place. Yeah. So they can party and hang out. Yep. And again, Rembrandt is the only person that's like, uh... Yeah. This isn't good, guys. This isn't good. Do none of you think something's off here? Yeah. And they do not, because they're just... Yeah. Girls are all into us. <laughs> Basically. The worst part is this... Probably would work better than it would be. <laughs> it this, would it probably would work, work a lot better than you would think? Yeah, I, I, I do think that the Lizzie's plan would definitely work. You, yeah, it's... well, especially because all the warriors are supposed to be like teenagers mm-hmm. to early twenties, yeah, basically. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna get some. Yeah, yeah, like it could be a trap. They might be trying to kill us, but you know, maybe not. Maybe they just want us. Maybe just you know? think of. Yeah. That's six. There's a chance that I could get some. Yeah, there's a chance, could... so I'm willing to risk being caught, being killed, whatever. That is that is how men kind of work, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of my... the f- <laughs> Reminds me of a meme I saw recently that I loved that was... Uh, my, my dick has led me places that I would not go with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sure... Yeah, I thought you were going to say it reminded me of your, your gang days. Well, I don't talk about those Back in the days. Yeah, because, you know, everyone left the gang but Josh. Yep. Yeah. It kind of sucks. I I left by default of everyone else leaving but me. It was just him. Does that mean that you're the the sole gang member? Yep. Yep. In the last Tough Marshalls, it was based on Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So... Anyway, <laughs> um. Swan is with Mercy, and he accuses her of being awful, and yep. he doesn't like the way she lives. I don't like the way you live. That's why he's picking on her. Doesn't make a lot of sense, honestly. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah, their whole attraction thing is just kind of weird. Yeah, she explains that like she sees what's around the corner not too long from now. You know, her life is basically just, oh, I'm going to have kids or something. Yeah. I'm just going to live I'm in I'm sitting poverty. there with five kids, cockroaches in the cupboards. 
all that stuff. Basically, like, described a life that she doesn't want but knows that is going to hit her at some point because that's just what happens to everybody that is yeah. in her situation. So she's <laughs> pretty much going to try and live it up as fast as she possibly can. She wants something now. Yep. And maybe if she gets killed in this whole affair, uh, then she doesn't have to live that life. Exactly. Yep. So she somehow convinces Swan to make out with her while walking down the subway tracks. Yep. It's weird. It is a weird scene. And then he finally pulls away and she's been rejected again. Yep. yep. He's like, you know, you're just a part of everything that's going on tonight and it's all, all bad. bad. Then we get back to and the speaking to all, of all bad. Yeah. Vermin's found someone that's, uh, you know, making out pretty good with them. He, he's a, he's down for that. But Rembrandt Rembrandt's is the like, only one that... Uh, what's yeah. going on here? We got the two girls doing that really bizarre dance with each other. Yep. It's true. <laughs> it's just, okay, I will put my arm on your shoulder and we'll slowly turn around each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> And then suddenly, for some reason, one of them gives themselves away and says, so you're the ones that shot Cyrus. And then a gun comes out and chaos ensues and they have to fight the Lizzie. Well, they do lock the the door, too. Yes, they do. But then knives and guns are out. Yeah. And by guns, I mean a gun. Yep. There's that part. I think Vermin throws a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Vermin throws a chair. One of the girls gets hit with a chair. And yeah. thankfully, they the Lizzie's aren't the best shots because they manage to break through the front door to their hideout with none of them being shot. At all, yeah. yeah. Well, Rembrandt gets cut, though. That's and true. You said originally they were, wanted to kill Rembrandt here? They wanted to kill Vermin. Vermin, Vermin. okay. Yeah. Uh, I... Was he the one making out with the girl, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been that more convincing if she just sense. reached up, like, you see her with He's the like, blade, and she stabs it into his back. Well, she pulled out a blade and had it, like, right yeah. next to his neck. So there, she there was no way he was going to get away yeah, from that. Yeah, she could have just... Yep. <laughs> but instead, the only one that is hurt in this scene is the only one who knew something was going on. Yeah. yeah. Rembrandt. That's what he gets for his Poor vigilance. But, yeah. <laughs> but importantly, this is the first time that the warriors now know that they're the ones that got framed for shooting Cyrus. Yep, that's which, what's important. Which makes it really ugly, because now they realize, oh, every gang is now after us. Yep. And it explains a lot of their stupid choices prior to this, because I thought they already knew that. Yeah. At, at the very least, it seemed like Swan already knew that. Yeah. Which, I think Swan is solution-oriented. We're in enemy territory, get out of it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. So, then we get the punks. Oh, yep. So, Again, my note is the skater boys. Oh, skater boys. Okay. Yeah. Skater yeah. boys are going on. Yep. Because Swan they're, is... They're punks, after all. <laughs> skater boys are punks, as you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. This is a fun way that they shot this scene, though, because it's Swan walking down this abandoned looking subway platform. and then So, you mean a regular subway platform in New York? Uh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, see, I thought they shot. I thought they shot this at the L.A. Uh, subway that yeah. no one knows exists. If anything, they probably cleaned it up for the shoot. That's true. <laughs> so, then yeah. But uh, I just like is there's that one guy just following him slowly on skates. Yep. 
Just I've never seen someone trying so hard to be menacing on roller skates. <laughs> roller skates. Yep. <laughs> it is the most menacing roller skate moment I can recall. Yeah, that's true. Just... I I, just, I love his face. He's just so stone faced and serious, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to take him seriously. Yeah, especially because he's on skates, mm-hmm. and you know he's a skater boy. He <laughs> can't take them seriously. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> anyway, that's why you have to say see you later to them. But <laughs> then Snow and Cowboy, they they meet up. Oh, yeah, because Swan's sitting there on the platform, and, oh, what's her face? Mercy. Mercy runs up to him. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. (laughs) Runs up to him. Hey, there's there's three guys following you. He goes, I know that they're following me, and now they know that I know that they're following me. (laughs) Yes. It's like, great, you messed it up. Like, well, what are you going to do? And that's when, you know, we get the, the reunion. The reunion happens, yes. And they all go to the men's room. Yep. And he, I, I do love they're bringing her up and she's like, I can't go in there. It's a men's room. <laughs> and I think it's Vermin that like yeah. leans out. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> I so. mean, to be fair, that is the actual stupidest thing she would have to complain about. Yeah, yep. that, that's her line all of a sudden. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm fine with gang violence. But gang going violence into the crawling around men- in like the subway tracks where it's extremely dangerous, but going into the men's room? No. Yeah. No. Just not done. Yeah. It is just They have done. urinals in there. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to see that. Uh, I could see women not wanting to go into a men's restroom. Pretty yeah. gross. Maybe, maybe that's this is where she decides to change her name. <laughs> there you go. When she became Avril? Yeah, she became Avril Levine. <laughs> Inspired by Skater Boys. By the boys. Skater Boys. You know what? I saw that. I said, you know, said later to those boys, because screw it. Yeah, she did. She said later. See you later, boy. So <laughs> maybe maybe the original lyrics were just about how they murdered this skater boy in a men's room. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like Batman begins, but Avril begins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they have a fight. This is one of the only really major fights in the movie. Yep. But this is a pretty good one. And this is this is the scene that makes me think that Mercy's into just vi- like she is just a fan of violence in general cuz she is loudly cheering for yeah, get him. Hit him. Yeah, that's true. She bites a dude at one point, which yeah. was a bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, she, like, closes that guy's hair in one of the doors. Yeah, and then bites him on the shoulder, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's it's the same guy. Yeah. Just like, what is happening? Yeah. I mean, everyone else is actually fighting, like, running people into walls and throwing them into sinks. Yeah, throwing them through the doors of the men's stalls and stuff. Yep. It's a lot of fun. It's good stuff. So then they get back on the subway. They're all beat up. Yep. They made it out. Mercy's covered in soot. (laughs) They get this very interesting scene here, too, which is... It's fantastic because of the lack of dialogue. This is basically my favorite scene in the movie. I gotta say, rewatching it, it's like, man, this is actually a pretty awesome scene here. 
Yeah, because they're, you know, they're leading a very different life. And then some other people come on the subway. It's like two couples from some kind of party. Dance or something. And they're just just having a grand old time kind of thing. Yep. They sit across from Swan and Mercy. Yep. And you get a real, because you get this real interesting thing where the, the couple... The two couples that are, you know, really happy immediately get real quiet and they start looking up and down Mercy and kind of like, oh, she's got a lot of like bruise looking things on yeah, her. They, they know they've just walked into something they're not used to dealing yeah. with. But they chose to sit right in front of the only other people on the car. Well, to be yeah. fair, I think they're very clearly supposed to be very drunk, too. Yeah. And they, you know, they quiet up entirely. There's that part where Mercy goes to, like, fix her hair and Swan just grabs her arm and puts it down. They just, like, stare at them. And then they immediately get off on the next stop. Yeah. Oh, man. That scene is so good. There's a part of me with this that watching Mercy's reaction to, like, people being happy together is kind of... To me, it seems like her going, well... Maybe there is a way to make that old age stuff work better. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the end. Yeah. yeah. What they sort of hint at. She also like wants to be like them to a certain extent. because She tries to fix her hair, but Swan's like, you're not that person. So Yeah. That's Showing true. that normal people do exist. Yeah. But that's not the world that they're in. Nope. <laughs> so the Wonder Wheel in the daytime. Yep. See the Wonder Wheel. They have arrived at Coney Island. Yeah, I actually do land. love yes. Swan's reaction because he looks out over the glory of Coney Island and just remarks, "We stayed up all damn night for this." <laughs> yep, this is all it is. This is what we come back to. Maybe I'll just take off. Yep. When she's uh, Mercy's like, maybe I should come with you. I like traveling. It's like where you've never been anywhere. It's like I know, but I know I just like it. <laughs> yep. So yeah. we get them walking down the the main streets of Coney Island. Yep. But some they're being followed. Yeah. There's a car about <laughs> four feet behind yeah, them. Just following them. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And we get one of the most famous scenes in first we get them packing up. Movie. Ever. True. Yes. We see, and we were talking about Coney Island, and the advantage of living on Coney Island if you're a gang is there's all kinds of improvised weapons you can find. Yeah, you can just tear apart the entire place. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they're they're getting ready, and the car sort of pulls up near them, and click, click, click. Yep. Give some clinkies. Warrior. Yes. Come out to Come play. out to play. <laughs> I, I, Which again, that's the scene. If Even if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen yeah. that. Yeah. I cannot I, do that with the bottles. Cling, cling. It's very hard to do. I, know, I got as close as I could for our earlier know, part. but <laughs> they, they were smaller bottles. Yeah. Yes. Looking at them, I think that's one of the big reasons. <sighs> Man, but every time I have... A multitude of bottles. I want to do that immediately. Oh, so. of course. 
It's frustrating. I, I, I have some glass like tonic water bottles at home that look like they're about that size. So the I'll little, save them yeah, for the you. The smaller bottles. Okay, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'll just walk around doing that all the time. That'll be great. I, mean, I would. <laughs> I'm sure the neighbors will love that. So. That's just the neighbors, but you're doing it at work, just clinking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Holly's not... trying to sleep and you start doing that. She Holly. punches you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scary. <laughs> But yeah, definitely probably one of the most iconic recent film yeah. images. And an improvised scene, no less. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he like just Horn? find some yeah. bottles on the ground and thought that would be cool? Yep. Nice. There we go. Do something menacing, do something interesting, and he's like, all right. And he was inspired by something that happened to him with a bully as a child, supposedly. Okay. Did the bully have soda cans or did he have I bottles? Have no idea. <laughs> Just thinking how in less intimidating it would be with cans, but also they'd be like slicing up your fingertips. They have those sharp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't well, try to, it with soda to cans. To be fair, if it was his childhood, they probably didn't have cans of soda. It was probably all bottles yeah, of all soda. Bottles. Yeah, that's true. I do like how he gets more and more crazy as he says, yeah. the warriors come out to play. <laughs> So they walk off to the ocean. Yep. I'm going to take him to the sand. Yep. And Swan does it like he faces off with uh, David Patrick Kelly. Luther. Yep. <laughs> Luther from the rogues. And he's like, when we see the ocean, we figure we're home. We're safe. It's like, well, this time you got it wrong. <laughs> I do like this, too, because he just asked, why did you do it? Why'd you shoot him? Like, no reason. I, I just like doing things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I say that all the time. It's just, oh, you're just yeah, getting Every time person. Rodney shoots someone, he just says he likes doing He's it. like doing no, it. No, I, I just say that about all sorts of things. <laughs> like, if, if anyone says, why did you do that? It's like, no reason. I just like doing well, things like that. it might be hard to do with a straight face, but if you do get arrested for shooting someone, try and do, say that to the cops. Why'd uh, you do it, Rodney? I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll also grab some bottles. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> i got to set the mood correctly. <laughs> you need to, like, before I talk, I need three root beers. Then you have to finish them all. Okay, I can talk now. <laughs> Clinking at the police. Yeah. Detective, come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> that will turn out well. Uh, yeah, I'm so, sure that won't go against Rodney. Oh, it'll work for an insanity plea. There you go. You know, okay, yep. I bet it's fair. Working out that <laughs> insanity plea already preemptively. So Swan brings a knife to a gunfight, and somehow it works out. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because he's like, he's going to shoot him, okay, and then he just... you and me, one-on-one. -on -one. One-on-one, and we're he's like, lose. okay, here to lose. Yeah, he I have a gun. pulls the gun out and has it pointed at him. Yeah. But little does he know he's a... Uh, Brett Riverboat Captain Knife Expert. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got that Red Dwarf reference in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he... Because Swan apparently sidesteps the bullet and throws a knife into yep. his shooting arm. Yeah. Unfortunately There's for no Luther. reason this should have worked. I mean, I could see <laughs> him no somehow actually kid. hitting him, yeah. but he should have still been shot. Honestly, I was expecting, because he did still fire, I was expecting, like, Rembrandt to, like, be, like, shot oh, and bleeding. No. They got me. They got me. And, yeah, because yeah. Rembrandt's, like, right behind. Exactly. Yeah. I was ready for, like, a dramatic death of Rembrandt after everything. Yeah. But no, 
sticks it in his uh his arm basically. Yep. So he he wins. He pulls the knife out, wipes it out, and oh, and he crumples immediately. on his hair. Yeah, I thought he was gonna like cut off his hair to like shame him, but he was just wiping the blood off. I guess <laughs> I will claim bandana. your top knot as my own. I kind of thought that's what he was doing, honestly. His top knot, or like cutting off his bandana to like remove his colors. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Then you hear someone yell in the distance, "Riffs!" and a giant group a- of Gramercy riffs come. Yep. Oh, over, over guess, the over the hills, four hundred black belt Joneses. The I guess JoJo's we, doing well. Yeah, I guess we forgot to mention that uh, right before the punks thing, a uh, informant kid's like, "This person saw who shot Cyrus," and that's how they know that. Oh, uh, the rogues were. Who was the, that person? Just some weird, just looking some guy. Kid. Just okay. one of the somebody that was at that meeting of yeah. sixty thousand or twenty thousand gang that members. More than one person would have seen, seen something. Yeah. Would have seen someone pull a gun out and shoot someone. It's yeah. just that the rogue only got the attention of one person. Yep. Or got their attention. Which on I mean person. makes sense in a crowd that huge. Yep. And then you have the riffs come up, and the you know. David Patrick Kelly is holding his hand. Oh, and he, God, he does sad, pathetic, injured wimping so well. Yeah, he's like, he's yeah. like, ah! you warriors are good, real good. No, Look, no, yeah. they shot him. It wasn't us, it was them, the warriors. <laughs> And I thought with, like, how wimpy he got all of a sudden that his men would just, like, walk away now. Like, ah, jeez, Luther. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, the warriors walk past, and then the line that the riffs say is, the rest is ours. Yep. And they do something horrible to him. Who knows? They they enclose him as we hear him screaming from the middle of the group. And they walk off. As a, you know, the chief comes back on. Yep. That was a case of mistaken identity. Yep. Yep. Sorry about that. The gumshoes have found Carmen Sandiego after all this time. Yep. And Carmen Sandiego was really Luther. Yeah, Carmen Sandiego (laughs) was actually Luther the whole time. And he was in Coney Island, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if you followed the clues. You would have known to look for Carmen Sandiego and Coney Island. <laughs> yeah. One of the clues is just the Wonder Wheels for some yeah. reason. Hot dogs. Hmm. Where could she be with hot dogs? So, anyway, she plays them a song. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No. <laughs> no. They, she plays Joe Walsh's In the City, which is written for this movie. Oh, okay. I did not know that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Great song. I agree. I I just love this song. I love the ending, walking off yeah, we get the them... sunrise, basically. Or yeah, yeah, get them walking to the sunrise. You were saying that filming this was very strange for a yeah. few of them, because it's, okay, just walk yeah, for, they just for a long-ass time. walk for a really, really long time, and then at the end, they were waiting with a bouquet of flowers for Deborah because, you know, they wanted to give her something nice after dealing with such a horrifying shoot. Did they actually do that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were just referencing something else. Okay. Oh, no. no, it's a real thing no, that happened. Okay. I... 
Yeah. Yeah. She's a very interesting person. She talks very fondly about making this movie, so... Okay. Is she the one you were quoting early when they asked her about what it was like being on the set of this? Yeah, she's like... She basically said, oh, it was awesome. I was just surrounded by hot guys and they were running all the time. It was so <laughs> good. I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why Mercy was following them. Yeah. Hot guys running around. That's, that's what you do. I I've guess. heard of worse reasons to follow someone around. <laughs> yeah. So anyway... What did you all think about the Warriors? Well, it has been a while since I I have seen it last, which is which is good because you got to go back and refresh your memory. But definitely cinematic classic. I love this movie. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. You disagree with every single person who says who reviewed it when it first came out and said it was absolute trash. I would definitely yeah. disagree with all those people. What was their reasoning? I just thought it was trashy, useless entertainment. It was gangs. Nobody doing anything of importance. Nobody being interesting. Just a bunch of gang violence. Yeah, that's what they said. Uh, I, it was nice for me to finally see the whole thing in order, not just clips. But it's funny because, like, <laughs> I know there's serious stuff and people die, but it kind of feels like almost like a gang adult version of like night games. Like, okay. If you guys can yeah. make it to your home base, you'll be safe. Yeah. Some of you might get killed throughout the night. I'm like, going to yeah. actively it's just try like, and yeah, kill you. Gang extreme night games is what I was thinking. I even yeah. think I put somewhere like Union Square equals like goal or home base. Like you get yeah. there and you can yell all the all the oxen free and you're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I realize I realize of what you're speaking, but I've never played a night game in my childhood. I so. did when I was like between seven and ten. They're they're fun. Just the neighborhood kids doing yeah, yeah, it must be some games in the streets. Utah kid thing. I yeah, it was a Utah kid thing. I mean, maybe yeah. other. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just too, a but... thing kids did before the internet was relevant. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. I, I with with the exception of you know, <laughs> bedridden children like Rodney was. Yeah, staying indoors watching the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> you're watching the Warriors. Everyone's playing night games. So I, you're watching I played, adult I played night played games. I played a lot of yeah, night games, but I also games. watched movies I wasn't supposed to. Listening to people <laughs> talk about pulling a train on someone. Yep. You know, <laughs> nice wholesome entertainment good, like good, that for children. Good children. Yeah, we never got into that with our night games. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it is well, good. To be fair, I thought that you know. The, the train comment would, was literally, like, threatening to throw her in front of a train as a child. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Not yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like, oh, there are trains in this movie. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, and somebody does get killed by a train. Yeah, yeah. that is true. <laughs> they threw a train on him. So <laughs> The police threw um, a train on him. <laughs> but I, I dig this movie. Yeah. Well, I can dig it. it. You can dig it, yeah. I can dig it. Um. I I thought it was like a fun movie, but you also kind of get uh, a view, but in a more entertaining way of like how serious the, the you know the gang violence and danger can actually be. Yep, extreme night games. You know, without yep. making it brutal, which Man. would be more reality. Yeah, I think for me, like I generally like you know James Remar, Harry Morgan, but he's kind of like a dick. In this, he was oh not, yeah, he was yeah. not very good. I'm like, come on, Harry Morgan, you're better than that. Yeah, I don't know. I like his character. He caused a lot he's of trouble. Dick. Like he's awful. He's an awful he person. Awful. But it's like funny to see him get arrested too. Yeah, he's still yeah. good. But yeah, he's like, 
Yeah, like basically trying to when he's like, "Hey, you can't do this to me. I'm Harry Morgan." He's like trying to. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. I, I feel like he's one of him. the most realistic characters, though. I, I yeah, feel like that yeah. is what the kind of mannerisms you would expect from one of these like inner city gang member type guys that all they care about is their reputation and what they can take. Yeah, and he thinks he can do whatever he wants, you know. Yeah, getting some strange wool, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yep. So yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. So, you liked it, Xana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. Okay. Fond childhood memories. Paul, do you dig it? Yeah, I mean, I again, <laughs> this is the first time I've seen it the whole way through, so I would have to repeat view to, like, actually keep track of who everyone is. And yeah, stuff like I guess that. So. But yes, it's, I haven't watched a ton of Gangs of New York, but, you know, this is a good one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is better than the Martin Scorsese <laughs> film, I'll just say that right now. I, I would know. agree with you. I think even Martin Scorsese might say that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he just seems like the type that might say that. Yeah. yeah, it is possible. And Josh likes it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a fan of this one. Yeah. And... So it's it's going to have stiff competition to lose to the next one. Yeah, I don't even know. I haven't even heard of the next one. It's crazy. It's also by the same director. It's equally bizarre hmm. and unrealistic in some ways. Because <laughs> this movie is like... Why are these people dressed like this? Oh, this yeah. This is completely insane. Okay, so, I do gotta ask, does anyone have a favorite, excluding maybe the Warriors, gang attire that you oh, saw if in this? if you're not counting the Warriors, okay. Uh, the Battlefield baseball team. <laughs> okay. Lord Slug's crew. Baseball theories, in case yes. those of you are not paying attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, or... To an episode we did like a year ago. I yeah. li- I really liked the purple vests. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, the saints. They didn't. Really, they were there at the meeting, but they didn't really come. They didn't they, encounter. They didn't them. really yeah. do anything. But it was just just kind of funny to see the a gang that was so flashy. Like they cared. It was like a gang that cares about fashion. Yeah, it'd be yeah. funny if like Prince was their leader. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe they did model their look like, in part after Prince, but they you know couldn't go over the top, so they settled on purple vests. What was their name? They we, we never name. get them. So they could have been like the Purple Rain Gang or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pur- purple Rain way before Purple Rain came <laughs> yep. out. Well, Prince was one of the members. Like, you know, I should make a song. That's <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't sound like they had like a really high voice, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's not a good Prince. <laughs> and I, I have two notes of of people I really loved the costumes for because of how outlandish they were. Josh loves those skater boys. No, actually, I have <laughs> one of them that we o- we never talk to anyone. You only the see mines? their their ja- their jacket. Oh, oh I sh- well, I do have the high hats, and they're amazing. But I have <laughs> the elec the electric emulators. Oh I yeah, have no idea what they do, but they had a bright yellow jacket that they wore. Oh, okay, yeah. I also have the black tanks because oh, there yeah. was the group that had what appeared to be women's tank tops that they were wearing. Oh, yeah, oh, we all yeah. point out, like, what's with these oh, yeah. guys? I guess you can get this, but I'm looking up uh, one that I really like. So this is this is the Moonrunners that Silver... Oh, yeah, they did yeah. mention the Moonrunners. Oh, okay. Because they're right next good. to the Van Cortland Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way I would remember all these gangs on a first watch. <laughs> oh, some of them, it was really hard to take seriously at all, like... You know, with their face paint, like the 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 high hats. Why would they be dressed like that? As it made no sense. All the time, yeah. Um, and skater boy, like <laughs> there is nothing less menacing than a guy on roller like skates. gliding at you. Yeah, from the punks. And if you get in a fight, 
I I really was expecting to see a, a, a scene of like either somebody tripping him or somebody punching him and he just rolls away and then gets hit again and rolls <laughs> well, away. Maybe, that, maybe that's his trick. Is <laughs> it would be you can't funny. punch him full force because he rolls away. Yeah, right, but, as you hit him, he's moving away. So he, <laughs> but he's just focusing on trying not to fall down is kind of what I was picturing. So you it just... can't stop me. Centripetal comical. force just makes me go backwards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It so, just makes me stronger. I couldn't take Skater Boy seriously yeah. at all. Well, that's why they just got frustrated and said, see you later to yep. him. Yeah. Yeah. See you later, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Then they wrote a song about murdering him in a bathroom. <laughs> yep. I've never listened to the full Avril Lavigne song. It could go into that. I don't it know. It doesn't. <laughs> she had to change the lyrics. Cause... I killed a skater boy. Da, 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 da. That'd be that's, pretty good. That's what I was originally about. <laughs> All right, so so we all liked this movie. He wasn't good yeah. enough for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't good no enough way. for them. Yes. So the Warriors happened. It was good. It was good stuff. We got Agreed. We got more Walter Hill coming up. We got more gangs, more streets, more fire, more New York. Or no. Uh it's it's like a weird like I, you'll just have to see it. Okay. it. It's like a fictional gangs of question play. mark G- gangs of Richmond, okay. <laughs> gangs of Richmond, Virginia. Is that Except what it I is? I don't think it's. I don't think oh. it's Richmond, Virginia. I I can't remember. It's like a place called Richmond. I don't know. It's a biker gang though. Mm-hmm. Will oh, okay. Defoe is involved. Oh, so, <laughs> all right then. Yeah, you're you're ready already. I'm ready. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We got, we got Paul ready for number two. Yeah, that's right. So we'll get back to you in just a yeah, little let's bit. run a train Very... onto this next movie. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do that. We're going to run a train on this next movie. We'll be back with you in a little bit. In the next 48 hours, Nick Nolte, a cop. I'm the con type. And Eddie Murphy, a con, have got to outshoot, outsmart, Sam and Luther, outrun, and outlive the men thereafter. They're not having a great time together. Same my night. And all the time they've got is 48 hours. Y'all be cool. Rated R. Now showing at a theater near you. Check your newspaper for theaters and showtime. Now we have Streets of Fire from 1984 when a biker gang kidnaps local singer Ellen Aim. Her ex-boyfriend ends up being hired for her rescue and faces off against this gang known as the Bombers and their leader, Raven Shaddock. Starring Michael Pere from The Virgin Suicides and Hope Floats, Diane Lane from Under the Tuscan Sun and The Outsiders, Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters and <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I was just curious what you were going to list. That was yeah, the real was question. And Strange Brew, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Willem Dafoe from Wild at Heart <laughs> and uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. And, oh, okay. You know, Spider-Man. Other, other films such as that. So, <laughs> oh, and... Uh, Deborah Van Valkenburg makes her return to the podcast immediately. On the same episode? In, yeah, in the same episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you didn't know what to expect with this movie. Absolutely nope. not. You did not know that it took place in another time and another place? Nope. 
No. Which explains why the fashion was from the 80s for half the people, the 50s for the other half. Yeah. And it was a mix of 1950s aesthetic with dystopian 80s metropolis. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if I if I have my say, this will not be the last time we see that mixture of things. <laughs> but, yes. I mean, it did remind me so much of Highlander 2. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very true. So, uh, confusing, right? Yes. Definitely <laughs> yeah. that. No, uh, this, is, this is the recommendation that Dustin had for going up against our previous movie. So, <laughs> just... Just mentioning this is a, you know, like a PG film. Yeah, yeah a family-friendly family family movie that Dustin enjoys watching with his family. Because <laughs> there's only mostly partial nudity in this one. Yes. Yes, that's right. So, <laughs> so. I, I wasn't expecting Dustin to provide his children the same upbringing that we had. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's strange. It Just is gotta strange. got to sneak it in there. so this movie opens up with uh a rock and roll fable yes it does learn that it's a rock and roll fable and then we uh are introduced to a band called ellen aim and the attackers yep yeah and they immediately start playing a song that they do yeah this song is nowhere fast what did you guys think of Nowhere Fast? I thought I like cool. that song. Seemed good. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome song. I don't know it as well as you, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing about the movie. Okay. So, yeah. Its no- soundtrack was top notch. Yeah, the soundtrack is great. But this this song and uh, the the last last song, are, which we'll get to later, <laughs> are, are written by... Uh, well-known composer, lyricist, Jim Steinman. Jim Steinman. You guys all know Jim Steinman, right? I'm familiar with his work more than his name, clearly. uh, Rest in peace, Jim Steinman. But uh, he's, uh, you know, he's famous for... How do you not know who Jim Steinman is? Who is Jim, Jim Steinman? Oh, you know, he did a little thing called Meatloaf Bat Out of Hell. Are you sure that wasn't Rob Paulson? Yeah, you're right. His name was Robert Paulson. But you know, you know, all all the all the bad out of hells and Bonnie Tyler's faster than the speed of night. Yeah, of course, bad out of hell, bad out of hell two as well, and and Meatloaf's last album, Braver Than We Are, as well as Air Supply's greatest hit, uh, Making Love Out of Nothing at All, and a Celine Dion song, and uh, you just the list goes on. All right. So, yeah. So he's a songwriter? Absolutely. <laughs> See, that's his his album here where he sings, which he admits he's a terrible singer. There you go. There's Jim Steinman. Okay. And that's Jim what he Steinman's looks like? bad for good? No. He looks like this. <laughs> uh, it's like he's a bird man <laughs> okay. of some kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not quite the same as the album cover. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's Jim Steinman. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Is it all coming back to you now? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I hope someone enjoys that. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this song's great. 
Rodney's knowledge of music and my lack of knowledge of music just shines forth thus far. <laughs> yeah, that that is just the coolest thing. Like, I was so amped to see this part of the movie that I watched it like seven times before watching the movie. <laughs> hmm. I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. But anyway, she's performing as, I don't know, a performer in this weird time and place. Yep. And there are biker gangs. There I are guess. indeed biker gangs. There's a biker gang called the Bombers. And uh yeah. They invade they're... the rock show to steal Ellie Aim. Yeah. Did they ever actually explain why they did Is it just her? that they just liked her? Or? They just like doing things like Willem that. Willem Dafoe just likes yeah. doing stuff like that. Yeah, no reason. He just likes doing stuff. Okay, like I guess. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, because I thought at first that this like biker leader was a disgruntled ex-boyfriend. Yeah, like there would be a reveal or something. No. He nope. Just, he just wanted to bang her. That's yeah, it. I guess so. That's all. Yeah, she's a hot singer. I'm going to kidnap her. Yeah. I I would find it pretty unbelievable if he, you know, didn't have his way with her while he had her captive. Oh, yeah, because she was like handcuffed. Well, he tried to, but I, I think he wanted her to... To want to... Agree. Agree, Bobby Peru style. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Bobby Peru style. You know, that's, that's what happens when your blood is pumping with goblin juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. We, we do get some wild Willem Dafoe mouth shapes in this, to be yeah. sure. Willem Dafoe is amazing. I know. This movie, oh, yeah, I wish he was in it more. That's all Yeah, that's see. true. He doesn't get that much screen time overall. Yeah, but when he's on the screen, he's amazing. You know, his weird la leather... Leather overalls. overalls. Yeah. He, he does the most impressive leather gear. In yeah. every scene. <laughs> yes. It's pretty amazing. So he attacks the stage and takes takes Ellen Aim off somewhere. <laughs> yep. So then someone... Sends a telegram? Must furiously type a letter. A telegram to one Tom Cody. We need you to come back. We need you to take the train back. From Coney Island to Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere to to this Richmond place. Yep. Where we, we learn that he's the brother of this girl, Reva. Reva, who Reva, runs yeah. or owns a diner. Yeah. Reva Mercy. Reva, Reva Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> Reva Mercy Cody. <laughs> Esquire. Yes. So, they... She... You know, is waiting for him and these, the other, there's another gang of greasers that yeah. comes into oh, her diner. Oh, this is a separate gang? Yeah, I think, I think so. Because okay. they have like a weird logo on the back. Oh yeah, sense. they all, yeah, that's true. Uh, the ones that kind of looked like they had bowling jackets or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bowling jacket aces gang. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were going to be like the pin pals or I don't know, like the gin rummy gang. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, they were very confusing. But They're they... mostly here to menace Riva so Tom Cody can beat them up and then steal their car. Yep. Oh, that was their car. Yep. Okay. And, and throw one of them out the window. No, three of them out the same window. Yeah. But in... The window is split in two thirds, and he has to throw each of them through a different third of the window. Oh, yeah. 
That's yeah. right. Had to cause as much destruction for his sister as possible. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's that's how it works when you are a crazy, you know, a very crazy out of town drifter coming to set person. things right. Yeah. Just that's what that's what extremely violent fighters do. They throw people through glass all day. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to track. So that happens. <laughs> then, <laughs> then uh we 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 Oh okay, that. we we do have to say though, them throwing him throwing this gang out was hilarious when the guy pulls the knife and he proceeds to slap him. Oh, oh yeah. He slaps the hell out of him. Yeah. He like pulls the knife out and does the, the butterfly knife thing and he takes it and slaps him a couple times. Alright, try again. Try again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he tries it again. He slaps slap, slap. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. So he, he doesn't have the powers of Brett Riverboat? Nope. nope. Yeah, it's too bad. So then, yeah, he, he gets in this car with Reva and she's like, hey, you could sell this car to like buy me a new, a new window. window since you yeah. destroyed mine. <laughs> yeah. But we see him tearing down the roads because what's the point of stealing a car if you're not going to put it through the paces, I guess? Yep, pretty much. And he immediately gets pulled over by the police. Yep. So the police are here. They're being police. They yeah, they show up. Do you know how fast you were going? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember what he said, actually. But basically, the cops, they're like, wait a second. You're Tom well, Cody. The one cop doesn't know him at all, but... The old veteran cop, he yep. knows Tom Cody well. Yeah, I know who you are, Tom Cody, and you're not going to come in here messing around, wrecking up the place. Why don't you just go along your way? <laughs> Instead of, you know, arresting Tom Cody and stopping all the menace that happens from this point on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been better overall for the town, although not better for LNAM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, maybe that's true. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> so, so overall, that's that's what's going on. And he's called by Riva because Ellen Aim is arrested. Or not arrested. Stolen. Stolen by Willem Dafoe. She was arrested by Willem Dafoe. Arrested. And he's the only violently. one that can get her back. Yep. She's like, you should help your ex-girlfriend. And he's like, I don't know why I would do that. Why would I do that? Because he loved her. Yeah. And he he's informed by Riva that she's living with some manager guy named Billy Fish. Oh, yeah. Billy Fish. Rick Moranis himself. Yep, yep. This is a weird role. Yeah. For Rick it's Moranis. so weird. It's a very once, serious role compared to a lot of his other ones. Once we heard him speak, it's like, that doesn't sound like Rick Moranis. I know. That's true, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to see him not play Lewis Tully, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He he wasn't playing this like little pushover guy. He was playing a man with little dog syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there there is one cool thing he does. I mean, he's a jerk, but mostly he says things that are awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he does one thing that's like, okay, Billy did eventually step up. Yeah. But then we see Bill Paxton 
<laughs> yep. Gratuitous Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yep, he's the bartender for a few scenes in this movie. Yeah. With, like a weird blacked out tooth or something? Yeah, yep. I don't know what's going on with that. Because he's was... a weird 50s redneck guy, I guess. Yeah. Was it supposed to be like a missing tooth painted in or... I don't, I don't even know. A cap, you know, fashion? I don't know. He, could, he couldn't afford a gold cap? I don't know. Just... He's just going around menacing people, young young teenagers, because he's their brother. <laughs> he couldn't or afford whatever. a gold cap, so he got a pewter cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting guy. I I love Bill Paxton. It's funny to see him in this. I was I was interested because we saw him in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know what role he was going to play. Yeah, he's the uh, bartender, I guess. And he is... He's cutting off this girl drinking next to, not yes. with, Cody. Yes. And, uh, yeah. She, she doesn't like that, so she punches out Bill Paxton to steal tequila. <laughs> yeah. Successfully. Yeah. Yep. It's weird. So, as I understand, this role, the role of McCoy, was written for a man. Oh, okay. oh. I think he was like I think the character was originally called Mendez or something. Mm. And she was just like, hey, I want to play this role. This is the coolest role in the movie. Yeah. And then they were like, but you're a woman. She's like, I don't care. So? Basically. <laughs> oh, that was great. And she brought that attitude to the character, yeah, too. Yeah, so much attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like. They were all like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. Let's hire her uh, okay, for then. this. Let's call this person McCoy from now on. I liked it. Yeah. She, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, she's the coolest character in this movie. Yeah. But anyway, we... Yeah, uh, she, she leaves with Cody because she is an ex-soldier, we find out, but she needs a place to stay. And she doesn't have she's any broke. money. She's unemployed. Yep. Just looking for work. Yep. Down on a luck ex-soldier looking for work. Yep, and we learned that Tom Cody joined the military and then became a mercenary after that. Sometime, yeah. In two years? Yep. He didn't get any medals, yeah, but Very short deployments in this. Yeah. Likes to shoot, I guess. Yep, didn't get medals, but I like to shoot guns. Yep. That's what, that's what we know about Cody thus far. And we also know that he is also not McCoy's type. Yep. Yeah, she makes that very clear. Yes. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to sleep with you. I just need a place to stay. And he's like, okay. So he lets this dangerous drunkard into mm -hmm. his own home. Into and to his be fair, sister's she's home. Yeah. Into his sister's home. That's true. Like, well, she's got the main bedroom, but I got the guest bedroom. So I guess you you're the on the couch. Yep. It's pretty wild. <laughs> so... But the the fact that the character is now played by a woman makes this better. Yeah. I I think this dangerous drunkard ex-soldier being invited into his sister's home seems far too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, that would be terrifying. So it's only <laughs> slightly less dangerous the fact that she's female and might have some compassion for another female. Yes. Yes. So Tom Cody informs Reva, Reva Cody <laughs> that 
She, you he'll know, take the jo- he'll take the job, but he's got she's got to arrange to meet with Fish the next yeah. day, and also get some coffee for McCoy for in McCoy. the morning because she's sleeping on the couch. I do like her response. If she came home with you, why is she on the couch? Ask like, her. You gotta ask her. Yep. So in the morning, we presume that McCoy gets coffee. Yep. And she's hanging out with. Reva to give us exposition. Yep. That's how we get some of her backstory while Tom is going to the local mechanic to buy guns, I guess. Yep. (laughs) It's confusing. Yeah, because this mechanic has this old beat up looking car that he pops the trunk and it's just filled with guns and ammo. Yep. (laughs) It's interesting. And. Oh, we forgot to mention that this what this movie looks like. 50s no. to 80s. No, I we, did. We, we did. Neon is what I really mean. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's lots of neon. It's neon and rain. Yeah, but that's kind of what you get <laughs> with uh, the... Uh, what, what did you call it? Like apocalyptic... The 80s, 80s. apocalypse metropolis yeah. mixed with 50s fashion and cars. Yeah. When, when I think 80s metropolis, I think lots of neon. Yeah. By, by Lots of neon, always raining, no matter what. Yeah. By apocalypse, do you mean regular New York? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... Like, I guess not apocalypse, like dystopian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Regular New York. Regular New yeah. York. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But more neon. But the asphalt looks amazing in the rain. Yeah, it does. That's it why does. it's always raining. It has to look good. It has yeah. to look good with the yeah. neon. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. So, anyway... This scene is shot in the day. Weird. One of the few. As are every scene in this movie. (laughs) Every single scene in this movie was shot in the day. Because the big secret is at the time that this movie was made, Streets of Fire had the largest backlot set in Universal's history at the time. And then they covered it with a giant tarp so they could shoot it in the daytime for night Every single day. Mm. Ah, okay. Instead of shooting on the dangerous streets of New York at night. Yep. (laughs) They learned something from filming The Warrior. So it was filmed in the day. Bet you didn't know that, did ya? Nope. Yeah, had to be be a different kind of Cody for just a second. (laughs) A Cody Jarrett. (laughs) That's right. Oh, dear. Anyway. (laughs) So... Then we we have him, Tom, meeting up with... Oh, we we also are informed that Tom broke up with Ellen because she was obsessed with her music and he was just not going to, like, hang around and wait for her to be not a housewife. Exactly. So. So he decided to join the army. Yep, I guess that's what you do. But then Tom Cody meets with Billy Fish at... Uh, Riva's diner. Riva's diner, I guess, where he they angrily argue how much Tom Cody wants to make him pay him in order to rescue, rescue. his girlfriend. Yep, it's pretty weird. They settle on ten grand. Yep, but also Rick Moranis has to come with them. Yep, because they true. need someone that knows the area that the bombers. 
inhabit, I guess. Yeah. He, he is reluctant at first, and he's just like, you have to come or deals off. Yep. But, you know, Rick puts his money where his mouth is and yeah. goes. He's like, yeah, I guess so. He's like, he's kind of reluctant. He's like, I'm not paying to, you know. I paid uh, you to get her. Yeah. I'm not pay. I don't pay you to take me to get her. Yeah. I'm not paying for you to give me experiences or something. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah, that's that's the thing about Rick relationships. They're always very complicated and dangerous, <laughs> it seems. <laughs> yep. Yes. So anyway, apparently they think Ellen Aim is at this place called the Battery. Yeah. It's it's a part of the town called the Battery. But it's also hours away, so it might be in a different town. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> McCoy is like, hey, you're going to do this thing? I'll help you for 10%. And Tom's like, all right, cool. All right, yeah. <laughs> and then Rick Moranis <laughs> is all like, hey, I'm not paying her extra. And he's like, well, I didn't ask you. Yeah, to, that's basically. the thing. He's like, i giving her 10%. Yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. it clear, you work for me. Yep. And then Rick Moranis, he he says, I think that they're probably at this weird bar called Torchies. Yep. Because I used to, you know. That's where I used to work. Yeah, well, he, he used to He'd done book people set there. Set some bands there, yeah, but it was a, not a good place. Yep. So they So they drive over there and... Yeah, that it is in fact a biker gang because you see the interior of Torchies with this band playing uh, "One Bad Stud." Yep, that's the. They song. got one band stud and an androgynous erotic dancer. Yeah, yep. Very weird for who uh, family movie. Yeah, who who takes Who's dancing in a skirt, clothes off, then in a thong. Yeah, yep. it's interesting. It's like good. Kids movie, I guess, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rated what, PG. Yeah, it's Dustin's. Yeah, it's rated PG. You know, family film that he shows to his family. Yeah, at one point she takes her top up and you can just see her nipples. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you get a quick shot. That's true. Oh, and you finally get to see the fetish overalls. Yeah. That, the Willem Dafoe wears. The leather overalls. It's good stuff. <laughs> They're so weird. They're weird. It looks yep. like the like edible underwear, but when, maybe it's like black licorice flavored. That's why it's yeah. black. <laughs> and, and I have word from Paul that he says he's going to wear this for Halloween. Yep. <laughs> so, I said somebody should. I didn't say I was going to do it. So Dustin should? Let's <laughs> see what his family thinks about that. I dressed up as the hero from our favorite movie. <laughs> the hero? <laughs> if someone agrees... To, that we know agrees to wear this costume, I will provide it. <laughs> well, I mean, Paul should. <laughs> will it be made out of like black licorice fruit roll up material? Because I'll that's make what it, it looks out like. of whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're edible overalls. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like, honestly. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so they're, they're, you know, doing stuff at Torchies and then. You see that Willem Dafoe talks to Ellen and he's like, hey, I just want you to like fall in love with me for a week or two. And if you do that, yeah, and if you do that, it'll 
be easier on you, basically. Yeah. And then you can just, you know, leave. I'm not, don't want to like hurt you or anything, basically. Yeah, I just want to bang you for like two weeks. Yep. And that's is she it. like handcuffed to the bed at this point? Yeah, she's yeah. tied up. Tied up, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. At, at this point, he's just basically, we can do this the easy way or the hard way and gives yeah. her some time to think about it. Yeah, pretty much. And while he's, while she's getting time to think about it, we see our brave heroes <laughs> in yeah, they're, they're driving sh- towards the battery where they and, meet. And yeah, and then they're start, they start sneaking on foot and we meet Crackhead Harry is my note for him because I don't yeah. know what his actual name is. Ed Begley Jr.? Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I well, I mean, the character's name specifically, we don't get yeah, a name I don't, for I don't know. Weird hobo. Yeah. Weird <laughs> to see him young. I, yeah. I liked this part, though. Uh, Rick interacting with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool, because he's, like, you know, trying to get information. Like, where where do you think she is? Like, oh, I think she's at Torchy's, basically. The thing that Rick Torchy, already second, said. <laughs> second story, yeah. but don't tell him I told you. Yeah. Tom's like, pay the guy. Just, why would I pay him for something I already knew? Yeah. <laughs> Just do funny. it. So he takes out a handful of bills. I do like that the our homeless Ed Bakley Jr. Just like, as Rick Moranis is complaining, just like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, the spirit of the times or something like that. And yeah. just pockets the money. Yeah. Reminds me of, uh, I think it was Human Tornado where they're, Paying for information, like where are they? Blah, 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 and they're like, just right there. And they point, and the person's in yeah, the same room. Oh, okay, yeah, over there. Okay, paying someone to point out someone else in the same room as you. Yeah, well, yeah, it's really not that different when you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is very much the same. So anyway, they they have this whole thing where they go to Torchies, and Cody is all like, "Hey, fish," as in Rick Moranis, you. Get in the car and prepare to drive. Bring it. I need to driver. you to bring it around the front gate in exactly fifteen minutes. Yep, and we're gonna basically assault this place. Yep, I'll go in from the roof. McCoy, you go in through the front door. Yep. So then, these guys play Blue Shadow, where where we do see that girl's nipples, and she's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's weird. She eventually takes her top off, but. At that point, we've seen yeah. everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she All we of her all, clothes fell off. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we see her from further away. <laughs> so, anyway. But, but McCoy's getting hit on. Yes. By some One of the random guys, bomber yeah. guy. Yeah. And then she leads him to, upstairs. To the floor, yeah. But mostly it's to find out where Willem Dafoe is keeping her or where Willem Dafoe is. Yep. I The plan's very vague at this point. Yep. Willem Dafoe, also known as Raven. <laughs> He's always Willem Dafoe. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. With I don't these... bother even learning the name of his character half the time. It's like, oh, well, it's Willem Dafoe. That's, I mean. That's the thing with these characters, like these actors. It's like they're so ridiculously famous. It's impossible to call Billy Fish anything but Rick Moran. I know. Or Louis Tully. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know that Willem Dafoe's character was named Raven until the showdown at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty funny. 
So, anyway... <laughs> so McCoy knocks out the guy that's soliciting her. So she can hold up Raven, I guess we can call him. <laughs> yes. Raven in the Peru. card game room <laughs> in this bar. Yes. Well... God, this is a really convoluted plan now that I'm thinking about it, because Tom just goes in through the roof to cut Ellie free. Yep. And then he leaves, which somehow tips off McCoy that it's time to leave. Yeah. And, you know, chaos ensues. Oh, yeah. Start blowing up motorcycles. Yep. This scene was actually really awesome. It is cool. I imagine they went through a lot of money on pyrotechnics for this yeah, scene. Yeah, it is some crazy stuff. That's that's Walter Hill for you. He's he's one crazy director. So He says it's the same guy as Warriors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So anyway, the, yeah, he, he cuts Ellen free. Shotgun foo happens. <laughs> and And by which I mean... He he's not only blowing up motorcycles, but eventually he's on foot and he's just hitting people with the shotgun. Yep, mm. just using it as a club. Yeah, and then he like clubs these weird gas pipes and then like blows yeah, the, them the up. The battery apparently had the only thing I could think of that it looked like briefly towards the end of the scene is it looked like it might have been a gas pump. Yeah, which I guess would make sense if you're a biker gang to just have your own gas pump. Yeah, yeah, but they couldn't so. find the key, so he just shot it with the shotgun, right? Yep. yep that is <laughs> yeah, literally what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, a after all that, after the explosion, then Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe pulls a Terminator. Come, yeah, he comes out yeah. of the fire like a fetish Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. He's the kinkinator. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's just, you know, the clothes he found was from somebody that was wearing that. Yeah, Same reason Robert yeah. Patrick was a police officer. Yeah. You know? That's true. He went back to the past, just stole the first person's clothes he saw. <laughs> oh, this seems efficient. He's a liquid metal robot. What does he care about human clothes? That's true, actually. So, <laughs> so then he's like, I finally ran into someone who likes to play as rough as I do. <laughs> Spider-Man. You get some great, you get that great that look that only Willem Dafoe can do, where he like looks kind of down at an angle, but at you, and it's the perfect crazy eyes from him. Yeah, this guy's just so good. I know. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. want your name. Yeah. And Tom with Tom Cody. That's my name. Oh, I'm gonna find you, Tom Cody. Thinks he's invincible or has a death wish. It's hard to tell. Yeah, little of both. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to come for you. It's going to be soon, basically. Yeah. And, oh, he like, says this thing about, like, um, he's like, I've got the gun. He's like, I can get as many guns as I want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, weird stuff. But he basically just walks away, walks back into the fire. Into the fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cody peels off on a motorcycle and Willem Dafoe walks back into the fire. Which is maybe one of the creepiest things ever. <laughs> yeah. If only it had, a, like, a really long sword, he could have done a Sephiroth scene. I know. Yeah. Walking back in as... Yeah, confusing. As Nibelheim burns. Back no, in. Yeah. 
the so club, I guess. They have a, you know, they they escape in the car, drive drive back to, you know, the Mercy Cafe. No. Oh, yeah. So, but they they have to ditch the car because they know the car that they have. Yep. And and so this was a very confusing scene too because it's that. It's that scene where it, like, cuts periodically to, like, images of people having fun on the streets. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And then they have this thing where Tom, Cody, and Ellen Aim, they go into a building to have a quick discussion. Yeah. It's weird. It's just the stuff we pretty much already know. Yep. It's, well, you left. Well, yeah, because you were musicking. Yeah, you went off and joined the army, and you, I didn't hear from you for like two years. Yep. That is what happened. <laughs> yep, and they're mad at each it's, other now. And the thing that's funny is theirs is supposed to be more story-centric, but McCoy and Fish's conversation is way more fun. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Fish. Oh, yeah, so how close were they? Yeah. And McCoy's just, oh man, they were as tight as you could imagine. Yeah, yeah well, he better just step off of my girl. Basically. <laughs> and I love McCoy. He's like, yeah, tall, muscular guy like yourself will have Tom Cody running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So then I guess instead of laying low or anything like that, Ellen Aim and the attackers try decide to just play a concert. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> they, that they, was very weird. They play the song Sorcerer. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The Sorcerer song. Where they pick up, I I, I don't know, a, a, a flu. A roadie. A, yeah, a roadie. A, a, a roadie hooker. A groupie. Yeah. <laughs> a groupie named Dottie. Yeah. I, I don't Tommy know what. Pickles. Yeah. I don't know I what don't, her. I don't think movie they said her name. name. Is. Did they? I don't know. I don't recall them saying her name. Buttercup. She just showed up and <laughs> was like, "Hey, I'm following you now." They tell her to yeah. take go a hike away. And... No. Okay, I guess you're part of the crew now. Just, just in case you need to know who we're talking about, it's Elizabeth Daly, who's mm-hmm. you know Tommy Pickles, Buttercup, all that. The girl that <laughs> plays accordion at the cafe and that Orkley kid. Yep. You still play that accordion? Yeah, because everyone's seen that movie. But she's yeah. dressed like an 80s Blossom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 80s Blossom character. She's she's Dottie from, from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's why I called her Dottie. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so yeah. <laughs> she basically attaches, themsel- attaches herself to this group. Like, oh, man, Ellen, you're, you're, you're the so greatest. Cool. And Ellen's like, you can't follow us, you know? Because I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. You don't want to get mixed up with a girl like me. <laughs> there are things about you, me that you don't under that you can't understand. Things you couldn't you, understand. Things you, you shouldn't, shouldn't understand. understand. I don't understand. So, <laughs> anyway. So, I, I don't know why they don't just get rid of her. But yeah, because she, she just follows them I think she literally, yeah, just like... 
We they, told you not to, but you're doing it anyway. Oh, well. They told her to go away several times. Yeah. She's just And then the they walk from, away. Yeah. It's always and sunny. she just they keeps no following. Yeah, they couldn't salt her, so. Yeah. But um, we, we find out. good just, sauce for the onion rings. We yeah. find out more of the menace that is Tom Cody as he proceeds to hijack a bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And he just, this random bus, he just stops and has to go, hey, we need you to drive us somewhere. Well, no, we're we're not that kind of bus. We're a tour bus. Yeah, and he just flashes his gun. He's like, "Okay, I guess we're going somewhere." Yeah, yep. And uh, yeah, the groupie girl, she just hops on the bus. Okay. Yeah. And nobody stops her, so now she's part of the group. Yep. yep. She's just part of the gang now. The gang that's heisting this band's beat up tour bus, I suppose. Yep. The Sorrells. who are now hostages. Yep. The not four tops. Which is funny because they eventually become part of the crew too. Yeah. Although they do complain about their bus, but we'll get to that in a minute. I'm just saying somehow Tom Cody, being a menace to society, just randomly picks up followers. Yep. So he goes from being Tom Cody ex-boyfriend to Tom Cody military vet, to Tom Cody mercenary, and now Tom Cody bus thief. Yeah, but I think they were interested, like, whoa, you have this famous girl with you. Hey, uh, we're a pretty good band. Could we maybe open for you sometime? Yeah, they demo for Ellie Aim to show how good they are. We're really good. We just haven't gotten a break. That's the thing. They're not following Cody. They're following Ellie. Yeah, it's her. And she is being rescued by him. There's nobody there that chose to be with Cody except for McCoy. Yeah. Everyone else was forced to. Yes. We also have that brief moment where Rick Moranis is like, hey, I'm better for Ellen Aim than you ever could be. I do things for her. You know, I do things that that matter in the real world. Like, I don't know, giving her oral or whatever. But like... (laughs) I, I, yeah, and also being Lewis totally likes to go downtown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Sigourney won't go out with me. I don't know why. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I, I bought this video about how to do oral, and it's supposed to take 30 minutes, but I do I it. I found out how to do it in only 10, you know. <laughs> I'm real really efficient good. like that. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what instructional oral video <laughs> is a thirty-minute-long video. I don't know. I took cliff notes, so I can do it real good every time. <laughs> I just write them on the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so anyway, anyway, then we we get. Yeah, we we do get the Sorrells doing that countdown to love song. Yep. Yeah, that was interesting. But everyone in the bus seems to be okay with it. Yep. It's nice and catchy as they tour the desolate ruins that is just New York. Yep. (laughs) And then they run afoul of the police because the police are kind of like looking for people because... The battery just got, got exploded, exploded all yeah. over the place. And yeah, they're they're stopped by a police line, basically. I do admit this is a good thing that Tom Cody does, because he just tells Rick Moranis, okay, you're the guy talking. 
Yep. McCoy, just keep driving. Yeah, basically. And so she she has to stop because there is a barricade of police. So the Millennium Falcon stops. Oh, yeah, that noise, <laughs> that sound effect. Yep. Just sounds like the Millennium Falcon. Yep, as it stops, bus. it's just the yeah. Millennium Falcon failing to stop up sound effect. It was very weird. Yeah. But they get the police come and talk to McCoy, and she's like, I'm a tour bus driver. This is a band over here, and we're just yeah, trying to I'm get just through. just trying to get them to an after-hours club. Yep. And they start hassling her. Rick Moranis comes to the rescue with some fast talking. Yep. And it was starting to work. Mm-hmm. They they even, you know, Rick Moranis is going to pay them money. And then they find out that the band is black. <laughs> Basically. They did accept the money, then found that out. Well, they find that out. And then the head cop mentions, wow, you guys sure were quick to offer to bribe us. That means you're hiding something. Yep. So everyone out of the bus. So Tom Cody's like, all right, just walk out here. You're going to walk out real calm, like nothing's wrong. Nothing's going on. And so they basically hold up the police and start blowing up their police cars and then drive through the barricade. It's insane. Yeah, so Tom I'm just just saying Cody's got one hell of a shotgun. Yeah. Just one shot blows the engine block of a car just completely to nothing. Explosive rounds is the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I make my own bullets because they're actually considered they're actually outlawed by the Nuremberg codes. Yes. <laughs> so then they bop right through the police. That they do. And then there's this thing where Ellen Aim makes a point to be like, I'm going to sit next to my real boyfriend, Rick Moranis. And yeah, and I'm going to make you totally jealous, Cody. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's what happens. They they stop at Ellen's place to drop her off, I suppose. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, Tom, I hate you for taking money to save me, I guess." Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I, but... I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Just how dare you accept financial compensation for saving me that should always be free yes oh is the, this is the scene where she where they go to the police to inform them that she is in fact okay yeah yeah and there's like fans and stuff yeah like the entire outside of the police station is just her fans <laughs> yeah it's crazy it would be crazy just imagine some like celebrity like pop artist getting kidnapped live on stage a thousand, two thousand people see it, but nobody stops it. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have gone with an assassination instead, because mm. you know, Phantom of the Paradise. Exactly. It's a that's entertainment. So anyway, they they do this whole thing, and I don't know. It, it is so weird. And Willem Dafoe calls like the police, or, or goes over to the police. He's like, hey, I want Tom Cody. I don't care about all the other stuff. I just want to kill Tom Cody now. 
He makes the deal with the police chief. I'm going to bring myself and two other guys. I'm going to settle things with Tom Cody, and then I'll leave, and you won't have to deal with me. Yep. So your job is to just look the other way, and then you can keep the peace. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. So then McCoy has trouble getting money from Tom Cody for her work on the job because he hasn't actually he hasn't collected the money yeah. yet. So that that's no good. Then we get to this <laughs> this weird thing where the police talk to him, talk to Tom Cody, and they're like, "Hey." Uh, Raven wants to fight you at this location. I suggest we don't do that. You should leave town. Instead. You leave town. I'll arrest him, and then we'll all be good. Yeah, basically. I mean, and if you don't, I'll arrest you. Yeah. It's it's a good plan, and it shows that he's a good cop. Yeah, because he actually wants to help people instead yeah. of. Like, I don't want things to get screwed up. Instead of letting two... I think he even says, I don't want this to come down to two madmen duking it out on the streets for some weird sense of honor. Yeah. <laughs> Sick of that crap. Yep. So then Tom Cody goes to, you know, pick up his money with Rick Moranis. Takes his $10,000. And then gives him back nine thousand. Yeah, because takes like, the ten. That there's was for a thousand. Our... There's a thousand. I promise, yeah, McCoy. McCoy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want your money, basically. And that's all it took to win over Ellie. Yeah. So then they are kissing in the rain, and I guess she just goes back with him and has yep. sex. Yeah. With suddenly him. it's like they had sex. It's like oh, okay. Yep. That's a thing that happens, and Rick Moranis is like, oh gee, okay, well. <laughs> it doesn't well, do well, anything he, about I guess, it I guess yeah. that's what you're gonna do yeah well you did that but I made $9,000 back off of $10,000 payment that's not bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still I can still write that off as a $10,000 yeah delete some Lewis totally stuff I can write off the full 10000 even though I got 9000 of it back so joke's on you yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of disappointed in Ellen at this point yeah yeah I just wonder if anybody in this Watching this movie actually like rooted for those two, like anybody like ever that watched yeah, it. Like who yeah. cares? Like they, yeah. I know I they talk about they having like they have no chemistry yeah, together. It's simply stating that they used to be in a relationship. Yep, pretty much. That's it. And their relationship wasn't working because he wanted her to be a housewife and she wanted to be a music artist. So they yep. they were never on the same yeah, page. I feel like you should and then root just for the resented, rock star girl that's following her dreams. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then resented her for going for her dreams and succeeding at them. Like, yeah, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> How yeah. Could, yeah, you left me for this big rock and roll career. Basically. I, all that gets you is being kidnapped by Willem Dafoe. I know it was yep. supposed to be like a touching moment. They're kissing in the rain and all. I'm just like, come on, yeah, girl, like, why? Like I, said, I, not, I don't think anyone ever rooted for them. Yep. So then, you know, they, they go to the bar where Bill Paxton <laughs> is somehow still serving McCoy, despite mm -hmm. what previously happened. He seems a little bit wary of her this yeah. time. I, I do like that McCoy is making the joke, oh yeah, I just came to patch things up with my buddy here. <laughs> yeah. And he like pours, he pours Tom a drink, and then just gives 
McCoy, this stink eye, and then turns around. I mean, I, I think it's just that eye. he knows that she could kick his ass or kill him easily, and so it's kind of out of fear. Yeah. Well, also, like, I'm he just not going to really mess with her. her out. At minimum, I don't want her to knock me out and steal a bottle of whiskey again. <laughs> yeah. So then he gives her the thousand dollars, basically. Yep. And they they drink. Because he does actually appreciate her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a thousand dollars in other time money. Yep. Which is worth more than a thousand dollars today, I assume. I assume as well. <laughs> I have no idea. But in any case, there's this thing where Ellen, I guess, decides she's going to leave with Tom Cody. But Tom Cody comes up with a cunning plan to oh my stop God. her. Yeah, they <laughs> they get on the train to get out of town. With McCoy. With McCoy. Letters of transit in hand. Yep. yep. No, maybe not that. <laughs> You're going to stay on this train. If you don't stay on this train, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. I don't know what you're saying, Tom Cody. <laughs> Tom Cody, what the hell are you smoking? So negotiations break down and he mm-hmm. punches her in the face. Yes, yep. and punches her in the face and then drops her limp body with McCoy. Just All like right, take that care famous of scene in Casablanca. Where <laughs> <laughs> he knocks her out. Victor onto the plane unconscious. Yeah, Rick just punches her in the face. Come on, Victor. Just yeah, take so, her on the So plane. anyone that wasn't like already kind of done with Tom Cody. This is the moment yeah. where you're just like, you're okay, like, oh, yeah, he's just a, fuck this guy. <laughs> he's just a slightly not as bad as Willem Dafoe bad guy. If he had just done if the line. he's a little better. Like, Willem Dafoe is a little better. Like, he, he didn't really do anything that was as destructive as Cody yeah. did. As, as far as what Willem and he Dafoe never actually hurt her. actually done is concerned, he played in a poker game he belongs to a biker gang, and he kidnapped a girl, but did not rape her. Yeah, he was, yeah. like, waiting for her consent. <laughs> not yet, gonna, anyway. He was going to well, make her yeah. ask for it, just he, like Bobby Peru. That's his style. He probably was going to, He probably was going well, to. Well, but he would have done it Bobby Peru style, where he forces her to consent. Which is awful. Out of intimidation. It's awful, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just imagine that <laughs> end of Casablanca. Here's looking at you, kid, and he just knocks her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, like, like these are two horrible asshole guys. You know, like you at, at this point, you're you don't know who they you're don't supposed make you to root, root for anymore. Yeah, they don't no make you root for really the rooting. hero in quotations. Yep. Even McCoy the... seems fine with this yeah. and just is like, hey, like, yeah, I'll okay. watch her. I know that the problems of two people and a Rick don't amount to the hill of beans in this crazy mixed up alternate dimension, and then he just punches her. Yeah. Question is, does he mean Rick as himself or Rick Moranis and a Rick? Rick Moranis. <laughs> I realize that's confusing. Because <laughs> character Rick and then Rick Moranis. I yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Too many streams being crossed at once. It's confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. So then he meets up. Because he, he's taken a different subway out of here, or he's trying to. But unfortunately, there has been a fire near the train in which to stop it. Yep. So the train conductor just informs him, yep, we're we're not going this way. Yeah. Boppers. Yeah. You're not allowed to go. The boppers don't boppers bop this way. Boppers slash gumshoes. Yes. 
Yes. So they haven't yet tracked down Carmen Sandiego. Yes. The the chief from the Warriors yeah. is, the, is the train. I just wrote train chief. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Then we see we see Raven with a few guys talking to the police. Yeah, he does exactly what he says. He rolls up with two guys. Yep. Against the police blockade. Yeah. And they're like. We're not going to let you do this. I'm going to let you do this, Raven. You're yep. coming with us. Like Tom Tom Cody already left, so there's nothing to, you know, do here. He's he's gone. He says, "Well, what about this?" and he sets off an air horn. Yeah, basically. That summons a bunch of bikers from just off-screen. Yep, a giant gang of bikers to cause all the problems, but Tom Cody didn't really leave. I do like no. Willem Dafoe's thing. I told him I could get a lot of guns. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that during this, Bill Paxton is just watching this go down. And he like runs off. Yeah, he runs yeah. off Whoa! at this point. <laughs> oh, there's way too many bikers. <laughs> yeah. So then. Yeah, so Tom Cody shows up, apologizes for being late. Oh, Billy comes out. Billy Fish, as in Rick Moranis, Billy Fish. Oh, yeah, that's oh. right. He's all like, hey, you just get out of here. Don't yeah, cause not, all these problems. Yeah, we're not dealing with your shit anymore. Yep. And he promptly gets knocked out by yep. Willem Dafoe. So despite Billy Fish kind of being a jerk, he, he did stand up and try to stop a yeah. biker gang. From terrorizing a town. I mean... was very likely to just shoot him on sight. Yeah. It was a really big risk, a ballsy move. He did not punch any women either, so... No, he might be, like, the only hero in this, honestly, because he was the (laughs) only one that was trying to help someone. Other than the Sorrells. Yeah. Well, obviously the Sorrells. Who mostly just got their bus stolen. They were just, yeah, they just got hijacked. I mean, they they were victims. They were, but they're like, oh, but wait, there's this famous woman kidnapping us. Cool. Maybe yeah. we, we can, can finally that. get a break. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. And then, yeah, Cody basically... They have their duel. Yep. They have their duel of the fates with sledgehammers. Yep, it's <laughs> hammer time, <laughs> as they say. Hammer time. Their <laughs> <laughs> duel of fates, hammer time mashup. I don't know how you would do that. Hammer time. I challenge any listener to make this mashup. I want to hear it. Yeah. So this battle ensues with these sledgehammers and they're just wrecking cars. Yeah, if some guy's car gets wrecked. I just wonder why they decided you guys are gonna have a showdown with sledgehammers. Yeah. Like whose choice of weapon was this? That was Willem Dafoe's choice of weapon. He just that was his thing. He's like, I want to duel with sledgehammers. He just wanted to. He thought it'd be cool. He just really wants to bash in Tom Cody's face. He should have yep. used his glider. <laughs> he should have, but he didn't. Yeah. He and he pumpkin bombs yet. at 20 paces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he uh, unfortunately gets defeated by the public menace, Tom Cody. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we get probably one of my favorite Willem Dafoe faces I think I've ever Jeez, that seen. that mouth. Oh, yeah. With him and Cody in that 
struggling with sledgehammers against each other. It's terrifying. Oh my gosh, it is a terrifying Willem Dafoe yeah. face. Willem Dafoe with his mouth like as open, as wide as it can go is like a shark mouth. It's like... Yeah. It's so many scary. teeth. How does he have that many teeth? Yeah, he's just... <laughs> his face is so interesting. I, I, tr- I truly think he can just peel... Like, like a shark, he can peel his lips all the way up, roll his eyes back in his head, and just eat whole chickens. Yeah. yeah it kind of sounds similar to that new Pennywise opening his mouth beyond what it should be able to do. Yeah. So new Pennywise is just regular it's Willem just Regular Willem Dafoe, yeah. It's just Willem yeah. Dafoe met with like some really terrible clown <laughs> makeup. if they had gotten Willem Dafoe for Oh my Pennywise. god. They wouldn't need the special that effects. He could just do it. Just regular Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Not, and nothing would be scary about, with him being a clown other than making it so it looks like it's just Willem Dafoe with a bad attempt at becoming a clown. Yes, just just regular clown makeup. As it should be. So, then he gets defeated. And I guess that's enough because Bill Paxton and his crew also have guns. Yeah, Bill Paxton... Brings the whole town back, so he wasn't just running away. Yeah, they're taking back the neighborhood Yep, from these biker gangs. Yeah, Willem Dafoe goes down, and everyone on the town side just cocks their guns and says, Get out. Yep. We don't take kindly to your taps around here, and then they just leave. Yeah. I mean, that was smart of them to be like, let's not all get killed here today. Well, yep. They, they were outgunned, and they just watched their leader fall, which is demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So whoever the second in command guy is just tells him, all Star right, scream. let's oh. get out of here. And, you know, the biker followers, this isn't their battle. Yeah, this Star was scream. Willem Dafoe's battle. Yeah, it's like, and, you know, we don't give a damn about this guy and the girl you wanted yeah, to we, bang. We really like, don't care about this his is not love worth dying over. <laughs> yep. But his loyal bike members carry him away to safety. Uh, yeah, I do like they throw him on the back of a trike and just carry the beaten body of Willem Dafoe back to, you know, power up for his next encounter, I guess. Yep. So then we cut to the Sorrells doing the classic hit of 1984, I Can Dream About You. Yep. Which is wild, because this was a hugely popular song in 1984, and it's still played on the radio today. Yep. And it's from a film that was a failure. So, good stuff. Good stuff. And then they they have this thing where Rick Moranis talks to Tom Cody. He's like, hey, I won't stand in your way if you want to be with Ellen Aim. You're a good guy, I guess. Where do you get that? I begrudgingly accept that you are not the worst person I've met. I I think somebody punching him kind of sobered him a little bit out of his uh, little dog syndrome. Yep. (laughs) That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But Tom Cody's like, you have something to actually offer her. I'm really kind of of crazy drifter mercenary guy, so yeah. it doesn't seem like the right thing. I just, I just go town to town, killing biker gangs and causing mischief. He blowing f- things up. He finally realized that he's an awful person and would not be any good for her. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So he's like, I'm leaving, I guess. And then he has a little meeting with... Uh, with, with Ellie. Yep. You're just going to leave, weren't you? Yeah. I know you're going somewhere with this music thing of yours, and I'm not the kind of guy to just carry your luggage around. Yep. 
so I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna be now. moving on. Yeah, <laughs> he does exactly that. And he's just as awful. Yes, yeah. he, he is. He makes leaving her, you know, for her, in favor of her success about himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then forces a kiss on her. And yep. I was so disappointed in her for accepting it. Yeah, also that she brushed off the fact that he knocked her out. She's like, oh, yeah. I'll remember that mean right hook of yours. Yeah. Oh, that pissed me off. Yeah, I knew that pissed you <laughs> off. I had to bring that just up. D- just dealing with that so she can be like, well... This guy will be out of my life. How long does remember that time you knocked me out? <laughs> yeah, but at like, I I was really expecting her to like pull away or something, just anything like you. You don't get to kiss me goodbye after that. <laughs> yeah, but she yeah. still loves him Ugh. for some reason. She loves him so much. Yep. So then she plays a song <laughs> that that uh, Cody wistfully looks back on. Yep. The performance of. Yep. And Reva is watching it because it's like her favorite artist, I guess. Slash and friend, childhood friend. Artist friend. Yeah. And we we hear this song, Tonight is What It Means to Be Young by Jim Steinman. And <laughs> and then the the Sorrells are like backups. Yeah, they're the backups for this. They both sing and dance on stage. I loved seeing the Sorrells on stage as like backup dancers and singers. Yep, they're my favorite characters in this movie. Oh, they're, absolutely. They're, cool. they're the real heroes of the movie. Yep. And then Maybe Dottie. Yeah, and and Dottie, I guess, cuz she did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she kind just of a mega uh, fan. she kind of just along. did that thing that we've seen apparently work sometimes where you just kind of force your way into a popular thing and then you're now part of the crew up, I guess. Yeah. So then Tom Cody walks away and he meets up with McCoy who has taken a car. <laughs> the same one. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was just like look, sitting someone there. just abandoned, abandoned this it. car. And he says, Hey, maybe I should tag along with you. And she's like, Okay, but you're not my type. Remember that. And he's yep. like, Yep. All right. I know. Basically. And then, and then they drive off into the sunset to go cause mayhem and destruction in another town. Yep. <laughs> They're just just going around destroying town after town. <laughs> uh, destruction that, in their way. It should have been the final scene. They just pan out. The city's on fire in random places. Well, my work here is done. Yeah. Time yeah. to go to the next place that Moving needs on. me. Yeah, we yeah. ruptured all the gas lines and blew up the town. Our work is done. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so that's Streets of Fire. This was an interesting one. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, this is probably a lot closer than I was expecting. Yeah. This is a really interesting Mm -hmm. movie. It's. Because I'm a huge Warriors fan, but this one was, wow, they they do a lot of stuff in this one that I did like. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of mixed feelings in it. Things that I love a lot. And characters you don't. And characters I hate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have similar feelings. I definitely gotta say, I like the Warriors soundtrack, but this one's definitely, I think, a more high-budget soundtrack. Yeah, but the Warriors, like, it feels right. Those songs It are does great. feel right for it, but... Yeah, just like that, you know, the I Can Dream About You song, it's played all the time, but In the City is played all the time, too. True. So these movies have songs written for their soundtracks that are... That became huge played, hits. And both of these movies were not necessarily successful until later. So, 
there you go. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> but Streets of Fire has an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, hey, let's release right around the same time as Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, that's not a good choice. And mm. uh, what was the other thing? There there was like a bunch of stuff in the theater right at that time. But Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was one of the things. It's like, okay, why are you doing yes. this? Does nobody check the <laughs> schedules? Yeah, and like Ghostbusters wouldn't be that far off, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was, it was a loaded year. 1984 is amazing. <laughs> so there, there you go. That's what's. That's what's going on there. All right. Yep. I don't know. Would you see Temple of Doom or would you see a... Uh... Oh, what? oh, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Genesis if I was around at that time, I probably would have seen it. Yeah. Or Streets Streets of Fire. I'd probably <laughs> that over Streets of Fire. Yeah, I didn't exist. In until the, the curse of the Star Trek movies was fully realized at yeah. <laughs> anyway. Bunch of Klingon bastards in that Yeah. One. Oh, man, those Klingon <laughs> bastards. They killed his son. Damn it, Doc Brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was at least a fun movie. I'll give it that. Yeah. All right. It, it's really good at making you feel conflicted about the main character. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, you're helping the girl, but you're also an ass, and you're probably more trouble than you're actually worth. Yeah. He, he kind of starts as anti-hero and then plummets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of wish he'd gotten, like, one or two humanizing moments. Just, just another minute I, of film. I think the issue they have is, I think they tried to do that with him and Ellie and their... Their romance? Their romantic backstory, but Nobody. it did not work. Yeah. No, they didn't Nobody do anything that. that made him seem good at all. Even the, the reason that they broke up, you know, it was because he couldn't handle yeah. her success. You and won't so be the just... kind of wife I want, so we can't be together. Yeah. And it's totally like gaslighting her as if it's like her fault yeah. and that he left. He's just yeah. an asshole. This relationship is more toxic somehow than Dick Tracy's with his woman. Like it's it's weird. Mm, love to get to that one one of these. Days. I I, yes, I was so disappointed <laughs> in Ellen when she got with him at all in this movie. Yeah, it was just yeah. weird. Like it's suddenly like, and they had sex. Like what? Yeah. Where did that come from? Yep. Exactly. And that's. I guess that's important to note that now, now that the apocalypse is happening outside Again. with trains <laughs> well uh, that's just regular ass new york that's all yeah regular ass new york that's where we record but <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a thing to get from our places of work to the recording studio <laughs> take a take a plane <laughs> any four hour flight so anyway the the thing is this movie isn't there aren't a lot of movies that have this style about them oh it's definitely one of the more unique themes i guess you would say as far as aesthetic goes yeah there there isn't much i dick tracy maybe kind of like this batman kind of yeah there, there's a lot of stuff Highlander that gets really close. at least the city <laughs> yeah 
Uh, aesthetically very cool the soundtrack is amazing yep. you know some of the characters are cool <laughs> some. i like anything that rick moranis it's, does the yeah. side characters are really cool main characters not so much although yeah. i i do really like mccoy mccoy is the best mccoy, thing. Oh, mccoy is great is the best main character i wish that this movie was about mccoy and then you know somehow tom cody died but then she <laughs> Like she takes up the Tom mantle. Cody's ex-girlfriend somehow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been sweet. At the end, and Tom re- Cody dies and yeah. McCoy and Ellie hook up instead. <laughs> yeah. And McCoy gets the girl. Yeah. And then Rick Moranis is all like, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to stand in your way. You're a much better man than I am. And then McCoy's <laughs> like, I know. And that's it. Yeah, there you go. That should have been the movie. <laughs> yes. So Cut, fade to black. Perfect. Oscar yeah. worthy. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Uh, it's just, it's so weird by the end of it, when you have the showdown between the bad guy and the air quote good guy, and you're just like, I don't know who to vote for. Both of these guys are terrible. And then like, the more you think about it, it's like, no, actually, Cody's worse. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of could say that about the Warriors, though. Most of them yeah, are really, pretty awful. Yeah. Really, the Warriors like, aren't good guys ever. It's just they're the people you're following, and they're kind of the heroes in that they're the the gang that got screwed. Yeah. yeah. Although um, it feels like it makes more sense in that movie because, like, I don't know, they're they're a gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all of the other characters in the Warriors are also gang members, so there, yeah. there's nobody to feel bad for. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Gangs like. Even, you know, I was excited, oh, Harry Morgan, Jane Freemar, but you watch the movie like, oh, he's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, the only one you feel bad for is Rembrandt. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, now that we're talking about the other movie, what do you think? Ooh, I don't it, know. rumble time? There are think it pros and cons to both. In, in the city yeah. versus nowhere fast. Mm. Streets of Fire, The Warriors. Do either of you have a definitive answer? Bottles, Nana and Josh, air horns. Which one's better, bottle or air horn? Oh, definitely bottles. Yeah, yeah. The bottles is def for being iconic for sure. Are you more afraid of David Patrick Kelly or Willem Dafoe? Willem oh, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just Willem Dafoe with a couple of his way too wide grins. That's the shit that scares people at night. Yes. There just imagine other- seeing that Willem Dafoe face, like, in a shadow in your room, just, oh. hi, <laughs> just watching you sleep, and then, he, and then he fades back into the dark. That's what you're going to see, Josh. You'd be like, you know, just uh, just uh, be, a, be a couple with me for a week or two. Don't, don't resist, Josh. You know what's crazy is Willem Dafoe's Count Orlock an actual vampire is less scary than just Willem Dafoe as Actually, Willem Dafoe. I, I think he's maybe the most human in that, in that movie. Yeah. Count Orlock. Yeah, that movie's great. Shadow of the Vampire. That is a good one. Yeah. I would say let's do that one, but I don't know what you would put it up against. I don't know either. I'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this one has a lot to think about. It's a lot closer than, than you would exactly. think. Exactly. Like, you've got... You've got an excellent ambience in, in both movies. And, like, knowing that the other movie, it, that the Warriors was filmed all at night in New York, extra scary, uh, that 
is something to kind of take into account as I, well. I think the other thing, too, is the fact that there's not really heroes in either of these. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. the warriors aren't obviously heroes. I mean, Ajax gets caught because he's like, I think I'm going to go and try and rape that girl. Yeah. yeah. Again, like, I like this actor, but uh, he's not. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the protagonist in the sense that you're following their story. Yeah. But... But it's also the same with Tom Cody. It's like, okay, you're following him because he's the hero, but it's him just generally causing mayhem and blowing pieces of the city up. Yeah. I also think it's funny that they both, both these movies achieve such a crazy and interesting aesthetic. And both of them look not entirely similar, but in some ways it's like dirty New York stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But one of them's filmed in dirty New York. As in regular New York. And one of them's filmed on a back lot to look like regular New York, except, you know, more neon. Mm -hmm. I, I love in LA all the, to look like New York. <laughs> I, I love all the looks of the neon lights. Like, Oh, the, yeah. That shot where the neon lights are shining on the wet asphalt is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks like watching a music video. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. And the, the movie does kind of feel like a music video because of all of the shots you get of, you know, Ellen Aim and the attackers doing their performances. Yeah. And there are more likable characters in uh, Streets of Fire, like in the side characters. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. whereas everybody's pretty, pretty bad in Warriors because they're all, you know, gang members and versus bad guys. Gang versus gang. Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Excluded. Rembrandt. Yeah. Excluded. <laughs> yeah. One character. Uh, and. I have like two female characters to root for in uh in that. I guess you know Mercy is in both. Yeah. Uh, is. But you know she's not as involved in Streets, in of, Streets of Fire. Fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh but you know with uh with Ellen, I love her on stage. I love her singing. It's so powerful and strong, but then like yeah. when you get to how she is as a character, she's suddenly like mousy and not confident and is pining after this asshole guy uh, and is like trying to decide between these two guys, I guess. I don't know what is going on with her. Um, and so I guess it's it's kind of interesting seeing a different side of her like that. And it's a side of her that I just like want to shake and be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, she's still learning. Yeah. It might take her some time after working with Lewis Tully to be like, hey, I kind of don't need either of you. Like, Thanks for helping me with my career. What was his actual name? It's not Lewis. Billy it's Fish. Not Rick. Billy. Billy Fish. Like, thanks for helping me with my music career, but yeah, I'm not going to be You're kind you. of an ass. Like, yeah. Not as bad as, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I always think there's. Just, yeah. I always think there's just a little Tom. bit missing from this movie that might help contextualize yeah. a bit of this. Possibly. Yeah. If they did anything to kind of humanize. Uh, Tom Cody that that would help a lot but McCoy is so cool like everything that she does on screen is amazing yep it's cool and, the whole time she's the best character and I I did actually like the the part of McCoy and Cody like just driving off together because yeah. it, it kind of feels like you know uh, McCoy is the woman that Cody deserves. One yeah. that's not afraid to punch him in the throat. Yeah, it's it's funny how Tom and also Cody's... Points out, I'm not interested in you. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how Tom Cody's supposed to be the, like, John Wayne character, but in a lot of ways, McCoy is the John Wayne Definitely. character. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he's... She's the, like, you know, John... Drunk John Wayne character from, <laughs> yeah. like, you know... Man who shot Liberty Valance or True Grit or something like that's that's what she is. 
Yeah, she's such a badass. And I, I think, I, you know, a lot of it due to her, but like the 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 musicians, you know, the side characters, the groupie that just like joins for some reason is like, yeah, I'll be a hostage. This sounds fun. I don't know. I, I think I have to give my vote to Streets of Fire. Mm, side characters. Yeah, it's, side characters. It's got a lot going for it. Like all the music, the atmosphere, the characters, and it's an interesting take to like not like the hero. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, and that's a good point. So Streets of Fire gets its first vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll negate Xana's. I'll go with the Warriors. <laughs> That's good. You want the Warriors to come out and play? I do indeed. <laughs> no, I I like both of them. Definitely, again, not knowing what to expect with Streets of Fire. I did like it, but I felt like there was just a lot missing that would have helped the movie. Yeah. Like, again, like if they could have humanized the main character... They try. I think that was probably my big thing is they relied on a unlikable hero character when there were fun side characters that they could have explored. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, you explore a lot more of the side characters in the Warriors. You find out most of them are awful, but yeah, yeah, that's very true. But all of the characters are just so fun to watch, despite them being awful in the <laughs> oh, Warriors. Oh yeah, like they're it's. I don't know. All the characters. It's fun are to memorable. just see the different gangs and they're all themed. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, fun. The, I think the gang themes definitely is a big one for me. Yeah, we yeah. gotta get our we gotta get our theme. What's gonna set us apart from the other gangs? Yeah, plus the DJ. Like, oh yes, there's a lot to like in the Warriors. <laughs> and the the baseball guy is like, oh, you're just wearing uh, baseball uniforms. What's gonna set you apart as a gang? We'll oh, we'll paint, paint our faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got like the punks who. They got a guy on roller skates and all of them were overall. Stan Skater Boy. Yeah, damn Skater Boy. His his gimmick was not intimidating. No, it was the opposite. (laughs) I think he thought it was, that's going to be my signature. Yeah. I'm the skating assassin. But I do do like the other gangs that we don't get to explore enough. Like, okay, who are these guys? What's their shtick? Yeah. Well, I was thinking for my vote, I was... Honestly, it's one of those we talk about it being a coin flip, but I feel like it could be either way. Because the Warriors, I feel like if I watched it more times and got more familiar with all the characters and gangs, I would probably vote for that. But on a first watch of each, Streets of Fire has a lot of good stuff. I mean, got too sucked in by Rick Moranis, even though not so much this role, just thinking of Lewis Tully in these situations. <laughs> well, stuff, silly stuff like that, which shouldn't really count for the movie because it's yeah. not in the movie. Yeah. But it does have like a lot of fun scenes, too. And yeah. Willem Dafoe and weird costumes that is yeah. leather stuff. So I don't I know if this these spotlights on a great deal. I had to buy five <laughs> spotlights at one time, but I got a really good deal and I was able to write it off because it's a business <laughs> expense. So here's the thing. Like, I feel like mine is literally down to a coin flip and I might change my mind later. So I don't know if it's legal, but Rodney, can I pawn off the vote on to you this time? Because you know these movies a lot better than I do. So for me, when it's someone that's like, literally, I could go either way. Like, I could literally flip a coin right now and choose one. So so Paul is taking a pass? Well, it's like I said, (laughs) I I do think if I had to sway it, I think if I rewatched these, I probably would grow to like the Warriors more. And it does have the iconic scenes and stuff. Well, I don't know. We haven't had a real one where Rodney's been a deciding vote. Yeah, well, I just, because mine is so like... Either way is fine with me. I feel like I should pass it off to Rodney because he knows these movies a lot better than I do. 
Okay. So I feel like you should be able to be the deciding vote. Okay. Is that legal? Yes, it's I don't legal. normally do this. It's and it's legal. Not, it's not because I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I can't choose. It's like, I, sh- I shouldn't be the one to choose the is judge, what I'm thinking. The judge will rule. They'll allow it. All for right. For now. Judge so, Rodhold says he'll allow it. Judge Rodhold? <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, just, I, I don't know how to make you Judge Reinhold. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Judge Rodhold. Rodhold works. That's as close as I could get. So, he's not in either of these movies, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's because Josh said judge. I don't know. Yes. So, I, I'll I'll go ahead and vote. I. It is tough, but I think... I think I prefer the Warriors overall. Yeah. <laughs> I I like Streets of Fire. You will not find a bigger Jim Steinman fan as uh Yeah, with that record collection you showed us. Yeah, but just started I... showing off records that are Jim Steinman related. But yeah, I I love I love the music in Streets of Fire. Great soundtrack. Rick Moranis says not Lewis Tully is <laughs> yeah. very fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah. But very different role than I've ever I, seen him. I do wonder ever. if I've if I would have seen Streets of Fire as much as I've seen The Warriors, if I would have maybe changed my mind more. Because there's know. a lot to take in on the first watching of that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing with the Warriors is there are certain moments. I think what's really interesting about the movie is Swan and Mercy's relationship sucks to start out with. It's awful. Yeah. You're like, what are these people doing? Swan's an asshole. Mercy's just a weird know. girl that wants to follow them around all night. Yeah. But I think she's the Gale the Snail in this movie. Yeah. I think the development of her and him as people in the movie trying to look for something greater than what they have right now is really the most interesting thing about the warriors because that subway scene when the weird disco group like stare you know sits across from them and then realizes what they walked into yeah like a blue velvet scene and (laughs) quickly gets off the subway as fast as they can yeah that that scene's amazing like there's nothing quite like that in streets of fire that's true yeah Willem Dafoe aside, <laughs> yeah, I think I think ultimately the Warriors just just has some more interesting things to give you in the long run. As where Streets of Fire is just a weird, fun movie where shotguns explode everything. And <laughs> yep, with tons Dafoe of fun side characters. Kill someone with a giant hammer. Yeah, <laughs> he should have been Mario, right? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, he's got overalls and a hammer. Oh God, he does. <laughs> All the more reason he should be cast as uh, Waluigi, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, castings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, that, that needs Willem Dafoe to be a is thing just now. a live action yeah. early Waluigi, and yeah. So if only he had that Bobby Peru mustache to make him look more like oh, Waluigi. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> okay, so this is a piece of uh, artwork that needs to happen—a gif of Willem <laughs> Dafoe in his black overalls wielding a hammer with the Mario hammer music. Do 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 do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Turn Tom Cody into just I don't know Donkey Kong, <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen. It wouldn't make much sense to people, but anyway. We would get a laugh. So, yeah, I guess the Warriors is going to be the winner. All right. The Warriors have indeed come out to play. Again, like I said, I just think I would need more time to familiarize myself with it, more viewings. 
Yep. yep. I just felt like I would lean that way, but I don't really know. Yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. Warriors, winner. Yeah. There you go, Dustin. He probably... Wait, no, he would have voted for the kids movie, The Streets of Fire. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the children movie. film. The, yeah, the, the kids film. movie. Fun for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry we ruined your kids movie, Dustin. It didn't win. <laughs> So anyway, the the Warriors is the winner, and we we like to give we like to talk about our recommendation oh, yes. shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got one. I have. I two. got one too. I've got recommendations, but I can't remember if I've used these already. Oh dear. That's is okay. that okay? That's okay. okay. <laughs> Maybe you like it so much you put it up week after week. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to make you over. people rent this. Well, my recommendation. I'm pretty sure I've already done, but that's okay. I'll probably, do. I'll probably do it again. Uh, but because of the, well, I don't know, the whole atmosphere an Excel sheet. of this. <laughs> yeah. The whole atmosphere of Streets of Fire, uh, the regular New York dystopian 80s look. It's yep. got me thinking a lot about one of my favorite movies ever, which is Fifth Element. Oh, oh yeah. I don't think you've actually think so. We've talked a lot really? about it, but I don't know that it's ever yeah. been a full-on recommend on the shelf like we talk yeah. about it a lot but. okay well yeah that's my recommend is fifth element it is one of my all-time favorite movies yes that's true um, <laughs> i just have to say really quick multi-pass oh yeah multi-pass I I actually, that- <laughs> okay actually where i work i got a great and i i'm so happy it worked and the guy got it but i actually managed to get a laugh out of someone for that <laughs> so i was going in and we have like a little security Your security check, check where bad, you have to yeah. scan it and they're, they had closed down two of them because they were doing cleaning or maintenance or something on them. So there's like a line behind it. And there's like the one security guard like watching everyone as they go through. Yeah. And I just look at him sideways. I hold up mine and I, that's what I did, like a multi-pass. <laughs> 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 and the guy actually started laughing. I'm like, yeah. Did he go, Josh, just my man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Chris Tucker. Josh, I ain't got Everything about Fifth Element is so good. And I mean, oh, it's yeah. it's an actual like crazy future thing, but yeah. I don't know, like the colors and vibes, it reminded me of the city that he was in. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've talked about like what would put Fifth, Fifth Element against, but we're always like, I don't nothing. think we should because we would just vote for there's, Fifth Element. There's, That's there's why it hasn't come against. up. I, yeah. I can't think of anything to compete with it. Yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Closest thing ha- is Captain Planet, right? <laughs> He's <laughs> a hero. Element is yeah. heart. That's, that's true. true. There well, we go. They do a really outstanding Captain or Planet versus movie, the, then. the upcoming Captain Planet R-rated cut, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. <laughs> I, I doubt that there are very many people in the world that haven't seen Fifth Element, unless they're, you know, too young. It's a bit of a cult movie, too. Yeah, but... Anyone who hasn't watched Fifth Element, definitely do that. And yeah. if you have, watch it again. Yeah, that's true. I watch it at least five times, one for each element. I kind of yeah. want to watch it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the podcast. we got to watch Fifth Element. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I have a TV show and a video game recommend. Okay. So I'm going to go with my favorite gangs of New York, the Tusk Bretts. Oh, the Tough Brits. So I'm putting up uh, season two of Flight of the Concords on my shelf. It's episode three, the Tough Brits. Uh, Brit <laughs> forms his own gang, and Jermaine and Murray are not invited. Are you, are you saying Brit? Brit. Are you saying Brit? Like, yeah, like Brit. Brit? Brit. 
<laughs> anyway, Mother Todd Brands. Sorry. Anyway, Flight of the Concourse, for those who don't know, Jermaine Clement and uh, Britt uh, McKenzie. <laughs> and also uh, their manager, Murray, Reese Darby. Hilarious New Zealander dudes. But that episode... Brett needs to form a gang because he insults a bunch of rappers. They're they're playing a gig at the local library and like, yeah, Snoop Dogg is not very good. Queen Latifah is not very good. And then they're like, oh, no, you insulted all these rappers. Now you need a gang to protect you because you started a rap beef. Yeah. But yeah. The Tough Bretts. It's a very good episode. My personal favorite gang of New York. Yeah. I uh, recommend it. I recommend the whole series. But that episode in particular is related to this because gangs of New York. <laughs> My... My video game recommend, you can go with NES or Super Nintendo, but Mario is missing, so basically (laughs) Mario's take on where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. You get clues. Okay. If you're a good enough gun Okay, Lisa finally got the the context for how that came up. Yeah, so if you gumshoes are clever enough, you can follow the clues and find out where Mario is. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Well, she was in both movies. I got to yeah, do she, throw she some Carmen San Diego out there. Yeah, where in the world is Mario? Mario, I guess <laughs> Mario, Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brother Luigi Mario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because wait, don't you play as Luigi? Looking for him? yeah, yeah, yeah. There do. you go. It's pretty interesting. Luigi's original solo adventure way before the mansion incident. Yeah. There was an incident involving Please. ghosts, I guess, because there are no zombies ghosts. in Luigi's Mansion, right? That's it's pretty much true. all ghosts. But yeah, those are my recommends. Tough Brits and Mario is missing. Yes, yes. So, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I want to recommend a film. Yeah. All right. Rodney doing a movie so so strange. Yes. I never would have seen that. Highly movie. unusual. What do you think I'm going to recommend? Phantom of the Paradise? No. There was a guy named Swan in the other movie, I just assumed. So? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about some some more Walter Hill. Clearly, we haven't had enough Walter Hill, right? Clearly. I guess not. These are the only two we've done from him, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to talk... I'm going to put on the shelf uh, 48 Hours, the, the action crime comedy classic from 1982, 48 Hours. With uh, Nick Nolte and um, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is is an awesome movie. It's basically Eddie Murphy's best film. He's he's so good in this movie. Hmm. And uh, the main bad guy is James Remar. Oh my gosh, so it's all tied together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Harry Morgan's back. Oh, and he's awesome in it. He's so good in I it. I imagine, because even yeah. in the last movie, like, man, he is bad, but I like him anyway. I know, that's how I feel every <laughs> time I see it. But yeah, it 48 Hours is amazing. Basically, Nick Nolte, tough cop guy, breaks this Eddie Murphy dude out of prison to help him with dealing with this crazy man, essentially. It's... I'm not going to talk more about it other than that, but you, you should check it out. Yeah. It's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, what was the description? Like, the genre again? It's, it's an action crime comedy movie. It's it's okay. only sort of a comedy. Like, it's not, it's not like Eddie Murphy's constantly, you know, doing Eddie Murphy comedy all day. It's not like a prequel to Beverly Hills Cop or something? No. <laughs> it's, it's like Beverly Hills Cop, but more serious, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Axel Foley is not really the main character. I just figured Judge Rod Hold, you would 
yeah, yeah. to Beverly Hills Cop. I do, I do like Beverly Hills Cop, yes. <laughs> so, anyway. The final suggestion. I think it's time. Oh, dear. Well, I'll probably go with the video game. Shocking. I oh, know. yeah. Very unusual. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Ronnie recommending movies and me recommending games. And me doing episodes, specific <laughs> episodes of TV shows. I know. I wonder what it's going to be. Probably know what you're thinking. <laughs> so, because I got four technical recommends. Four? But not the new one, but the original four games of the Saints Row series. Okay. Mostly because that opening scene with the Warriors where you see the characters in with the purple vests. Like yeah. That, all I can think about is Saints Row seeing oh. them. Okay. Because that's their shtick is their, their gang colors is purple. Do yes. those games have any like unlockable Warriors costumes or anything? Uh, I think there are a couple things you can unlock that are call outs to okay because i say that, like a lot of times in games they will do like downloadable content that's like references to things yeah. like that saints row at least from three and four i was about to say the i would recommend specifically two and three are probably in my opinion the best ones yeah just because the first one isn't bad but it is way more of a it's a grand theft auto it's a grand theft auto ripoff but with yeah, okay. The subsequent ones, they diverged directly from Grand Theft Auto because Grand Theft Auto was like, okay, we want to try and make the games more real. We don't want to do, you know, quite as video game like stuff in it. Yes. Whereas Saints Row went, no, we're going to go more with the crazy. Like, yeah, we, we want it to be more insane. Yeah. So two is basically just more ridiculous Grand Theft Auto. Three, like... Now that they are so famous, they're they're like celebrities somehow. Yeah, they're, they're still a gang, but they're celebrities. <laughs> and like the leader of this gang by the fourth game becomes the president of the United <laughs> States. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then has to fight aliens with superpowers. Oh, okay. It doesn't yep. make any sense. Sounds. Oh no! It it embraces <laughs> its absurdity. Yeah. Like, I'm not by, a Grand Theft Auto fan, but that sounds more fun than those. By games the to third me. one, yeah. it's just like oh, okay, just go go fucking nuts like i i remember one of the things that really surprised me in the third one was i think the second story mission when you complete it you get the most powerful aircraft in the game just yeah. as an unlocked vehicle you can summon to you it's really crazy it's a crazy franchise but it's Sounds also like fun because in addition to, you know, doing the usual Grand Theft Auto stuff, like you unlock bases that you can customize. You choose like what costumes your gang wears, which reminded me a lot of the Warriors, actually. Yeah, yeah. because they're very all of them are purple, but they're very much themed costumes. Yes, that's true. Hmm. So uh, they recently tried to make a reboot of it, which got kind of meh reviews i haven't tried it yet but it's one of those things where they kind of had to do a reboot because after the insanity of the fourth one like what the hell <laughs> yeah, else? How do you, yeah. you become president and get superpowers to fight aliens it's hard <laughs> to go higher than that and then via dlc your character dies and has to fight his way out of hell yep so it goes into like god of war territory yeah <laughs> and away it's weird that happens on, like every god of war game i swear 
Kratos is dead. Oh, he's getting out of hell yet again. Yep. Yeah, he gets. He, he gets does that like I swear it's every game. Well, yeah. Once you fight your way out of hell once, you it already know used, how to do used it. To it. Yeah, oh, this is part. This part again. I know how to do this. Yep. So, yeah, okay. it's it's an interesting recommend. Oh yeah, but speaking of PS2 games, since this was his uh, episode suggestion, we should put in honor of Dustin the Warriors PS2 game on yes. the shelf. Yes, also, we should. <laughs> we should. Yes, Rodney. Yeah, is that what you were expecting me to do? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I did but consider it. Yeah, the Warriors PS2 game is amazing. It, it is it's so fun. So good. It's it plays through the game. It's got like all this prequel. You know, all the it plays through the whole story of the movie plus a bunch of prequel stuff, including those deleted scenes. Oh, like almost, they based it off actual deleted yeah. scenes. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like everybody has like these past segments as like sub stories that you can play there's a bunch of like optional missions you can play you unlock this streets of rage mode basically it's insane it's oh. it's such a good it's game it's all tied together because my paper says streets of rage 4 and i had to cross out rage 4 and put fire so oh, okay <laughs> it ties to the other movie also somehow it's fun so, yeah. it's also fun because you get to actually interact with the other weird a lot of the other weird gangs that you, that you don't, don't get see to in see the movie. yeah that is cool and you get to play as every main warrior character unlike the board game but <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty cool so i definitely recommend it it's cool so that, rodney, is a, that is a great it's one a rodney dig it yeah rodney digs it dusty i guess it's a dusty dig it because we, yeah, we put it up in, it. in his honor yeah, yeah. dusty dig it yeah i like it yeah it's very very good it's, probably... it's always interesting to see where the recommends go yeah. yeah i have no idea what i'm going to recommend when we're on the second movie i usually have like a joke idea after the first one and then just see what's inspired after and the second one yes yeah. Oh, I guess it's also important to note that most of the cast returns to do their voices in the oh, Warriors wow. video games. That so. is really cool. It's a good selling point. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, do you want to know what my, my joke recommend was going to be? Sure. <laughs> we might put it up anyway. You could, if you can find it. Rugrats uh, the movie. <laughs> uh, Tommy Pickles was in after, Streets of Rage 4. After Fire. seeing Coney Island in, in the Warriors, it got me thinking about carnivals and I... Carnival. Uh, no, but that's <laughs> a good that one. Too. Keep going, keep going. Uh, actually, Detective Barbie oh, okay. and the Carnival <laughs> Caper. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, Is I that have a movie or a game? game? It's a, it's a me, PC I'm game from 1998 <laughs> where you play Barbie trying to solve a mystery in a carnival. I mean, I'm familiar with Barbie. <laughs> not this particular entity into the yes, barbie verse un- unfortunately this is the one time you have me stumped <laughs> it's a it's a weird game it's just one that we had when i was a child so i played it on the pc all the time mm-hmm. sounds like you're quite the gumshoe yeah. is there any jim steinman songs in it i don't think so uh, well, it'd be weird if you looked it up like, there was a Jim Stein. Oh Steinman my god, there song. was. What but the hell? Detective Barbie is an, a series <laughs> where there are three Detective Barbie PC games. What? <laughs> How did that game get two sequels? Laura yeah, Bow Streets didn't of Fire even get got two none. sequels. That's true. Laura Bow only got one. Not fair. Damn, That's Barbie. A... She's just using that toy name recognition. Yeah. So it happens when you're a doctor, engineer. Everything, yeah, everything Barbie does. It's yeah, ridiculous. you're just supposed to go around finding clues and solving puzzles until you find the missing person. Okay. Is it like Laura Bow? Does 
Barbie have like 101 ways to die? <laughs> I don't think that that happens. Uh, the stakes <laughs> are a lot amazing. lower. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could kill Detective Barbie <laughs> by failing. Oh. But I kind of want to find it and play it again. Maybe. <laughs> we can make that our mission. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to derail with something so unrelated, but... It's related. They're gumshoes. All yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was really just because of the carnivals. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the broken yeah, Coney down Island. Coney Island. <laughs> so, we were done with recommendations. <laughs> yeah, so, let's, so. Uh, let's, let's sign off here. We, we got to get out of here. It's oh, late yeah. for us. That is true. <laughs> then yeah. I don't have to get back to Coney Island. We yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, good luck. <laughs> I hear there's yeah. a fire. Oh. Uh, so be careful. Well, it's our home base. You better so. be careful when you bop on out of here. Yeah, that's true. There might be nowhere to run. <laughs> you might be going nowhere fast. Uh, so, with all that being said, I think we're going to have to sign off with a... Adios. Au revoir. I'll be your same. Hello, everyone. Contact us at rentalstorerumble at gmail.com for questions, comments, requests for an episode, or just to say hi. You can find us on Facebook as rental.rumble, Twitter at rentalrumble, Instagram at rentalstorerumble, as well as on Slasher. Check us out on all the podcast platforms. Take your pick like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. The original theme is by Rodney, and the ending theme is by Juja and Brandon Strader. Cover art by Knox Anderson. Good day, good luck, good night, wherever you may be. Enjoy your balloons to the fullest. I always do.